Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly why Bitcoin. My name is Jeff. I'm your host, and I'm joined with my stupendous co-host, Doug. Doug, how you doing? What did you just call me? A stupid? What? Stupid, stupendous. Stupendous. Mm, oh, thanks. Nice of you. How are you? I'm good. Yes, I'm. I'm good. Thank you for that uh, introduction, man. We're. Uh, Rocking it so far. This I'm is the best 30 seconds of a podcast ever. I just think you're absolutely stupendous and you make me happy. You're weird and it's creeping me out. Anyways. I got a lot of good adjectives for you. Thank okay. you. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Continue. Uh, where do we go from here? Hey, we are, if you want to listen to us. Oh, no. Let's talk about our guest. Hey, today on the show, Doug, we have a guest. This is a special person. Somebody that is a fan of the why bitcoin podcast pretty exciting you know when i go out in the streets i'm just having people screaming at me oh my god it's jeff from my bitcoin podcast and so i had this person just message me say hey could i be on the show and i said yeah man no problem we'll have anybody on the show this show is for uh all people young and old new and old to bitcoin and i'm, I'm excited to have this person on hi <laughs> I'm Chris. How is the, what is okay all right go on hi 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 my good friend chris is on the show today we've been friends chris how long have we been friends for oh god i don't know probably about 10 11 years now 11 years yeah and i just uh we talk every once in a while yeah we get the chance <laughs> <laughs> so okay doug i don't know if you have any friends like this but me me and chris will go like literally months without talking or texting and then we'll just mm -hmm. go out have some beers and actually be able to catch up on things which is nice because if you're not like fully committed to somebody's life all the time when you go out with them you actually have shit to talk about which i think is yep. nice but now with bitcoin in my life i was like oh god how, how do i how do i text my friend here without looking like a psychopath you're like, hey, Chris, you got to get Bitcoin, man. You got to get in here. It's very important. So I hope I did. I do that. Uh, you failed on not looking like a psycho, but <laughs> I did look like a psycho. Okay. <laughs> you were probably one of the first people I messaged, Chris. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm happy you did for sure. Do you, okay. Do you, was it memorable what I did? That's what I was trying to think like back in my, back in December, was I, what did I do? How did I, how did I approach you with Bitcoin? I believe you sent me a sling of like texts, a lot of text messages saying, hey, Bitcoin, check this out, check this out. Um, and then I started messaging you about it. And then you started dumping like, you know, tons of books to look at, links to look at, <laughs> like overloading me with stuff. Just way too much shit. Eh? Okay. So that was, was that you, was that a good way to do it? Or do you think I was too obnoxious? <laughs> it was a bit overloading at first, but uh, I definitely, you know, took the bait and tried to dissect some of it. It worked out though, because I, you know, I bought now. You know, you've you've created yeah. an investor, so I've created a monster. Okay, it worked. It mm -hmm. was it was one tactic. I don't do that as much anymore. Doug, are you? Did you do you bomb people with like articles and books and shit, or what do you just mm. say? Hey, you should look at look at this. It depends on the person. No, you know what I mean. is a better question. Did you do that at first? Uh, you... no, I think I've been pretty consistent in my. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like justice, I kind of hit him pretty hard. Okay, but and then I you've... guess I guess it was it, it correlated to how much I liked the person, how hard I would. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, I still have a few people that I really like that I'm like, come on, I'm just slamming them with stuff. But anybody else, it's just I give up and move yeah. on. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's only so much energy you can expend, you know? Mm-hmm. That's pretty so. much the pro, uh, approach I've taken now, too, is uh, <laughs> throwing the bombs at people and, you know, seeing what people take, right? Either they're yep. going to take it or they're not. Nice. Yeah. You'll learn you, the more, the longer you're in Bitcoin, the more you realize that it's just people are frustrating. <laughs> <I think. laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I get frustrated. <laughs> like, just listen to me. I'm so smart. I have all the answers you're looking for. And then they don't like that. No, they no, don't. They, don't. They, they frown on that. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways. Uh, moving on. If, if this is your, <laughs> do let's. If this is your first time listening to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, you can find us at uh, all our episodes and more at whybitcoinpodcast.com. And you can find me on Twitter. My name is at whybitcoinj. And I am at Bearded Hoddle. And, and together we are. We are. Why? Bitcoin. Underscore. Hey, that was a pretty good one. That was that nice. Was yeah. That's, yeah. Being, being a listener of all the episodes. Chris, have you enjoyed our evolution of getting better at doing stuff? I have. I've really enjoyed uh, the way the show goes. I like how loose it is. And it's like, you know, you guys take yourself serious, but not so serious. You know what I mean? And it's nice to hop in and listen to. It's light. It's good. I think that's what we aimed for. At the beginning, we were pretty tight and it was stressful. I like the more, like it's laid back, but... Yeah, it I works, laugh a right? lot. I laugh okay. a lot. It's good. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's well, funny. I think at the beginning, I think you and I were still trying to figure each other out. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there was true. a lot of growing pains for like the first five episodes. I would say where we were like, because we weren't sure, like when we would disagree on something, like, are we in a fight or, <laughs> like, are we never going to talk again? Like, is this the end of the podcast? Like, it was, it was kind of stressful. So yeah. it took a while for us to sort of realize, nah, it's chill, it's cool. But you got a good yeah. dynamic going now. Yeah, yeah. and we just yeah. kind of realized. I, I really cared what people, I don't really care as much what people think of the show. Either you're going to like it or you're going to hate it. So it's become easier for me at least to speak my mind. I was scared to speak my mind, man. Yeah, yeah I can. I mean, I can, I could say, I, I still kind of check myself every once in a while. I try not to be too, uh, obnoxious, toxic as it were, toxic. you know, I still, I still want people to listen. Cause I still believe in the mission of the show, which is to help people get into Bitcoin and, oh yes. and you know, throw that, that life draft out there but at the same time people some people are, are just so dumb yeah, fragile and dumb. <laughs> okay chris and then yeah that's a good question that was my other thing i'm just checking in with a real fan of the show because i'm like i don't know it, it's cool to have you should an... say that chris chris has told us that he has listened to every episode every episode yeah every so, single episode yeah which is so, i didn't even know that was a possibility but that's pretty great actually oh, yeah. so thank you seriously it's yeah, no really worries. cool it's very cool I've enjoyed the show, so thank you for creating the content and giving me something to listen to. Every oh, before. shut up. <laughs> brown nose and you're already on. Come on. Okay, listen, listen. This is my last question about the show that that I have. Is yeah. uh, is it still simple enough for a new coiner, you think? Or have we already gotten to, like, I don't know. Because you know how when you're taught, like, when you get into Bitcoin, you learn a lot. At least I did. I learned a lot new words, lingo jargon i guess it's called so i don't know if we're spitting that out without realizing it or are we are we still doing pretty good at checking ourselves there too i think you're doing good i started listening to uh joey's podcast actually after listening to yours and i can see the difference between there right he goes right into the stock markets a lot of uh big lingo and big terms you guys are still keeping it simple but you're also evolving as you're going so you're adding more and more advanced topics as you're moving on which is nice 
Nice. Yeah. Anybody Joey does do it. Out. He does do it. Have you have you listened to Joey's stuff yet, Jeff? Yeah, man. It's super. He's super it's, intelligent. That's why I was yeah, like nervous. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty big brain stuff, which yeah. is why I feel very smooth brain when I listen to it. But... <laughs> Don't worry. Same. Same here. Yeah. But he does do. He does. He does a good show. I do like it. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Anybody listening? I like it's his intro. Canadian. Honestly, his oh, whole yeah. friends and enemies thing. That's pretty good. That's I know. actually really good. I keep trying to figure out whose enemies are. Well, it doesn't matter. It's just a cool phrase. It's like, a cool phrase, yeah. You know, I don't get it. I have no enemies. Everyone loves me. <laughs> Doug, you, you can add... Okay, this is... Anybody... This is the beginning of season two. So, Doug, you can have an opening line as well. I can have my opening line, and then you can have an opening line. Oh, all right. I'll try to come up with something <laughs> for next episode. You say, I'd love to have something like that, and then, ugh, I don't want to do it, though. <laughs> it's such hard work. Yeah, sentences so. are tough. Yeah, they are. Hey, you got a you got a story of a yeah, man. Nature? Okay, okay. It's actually a heartbreaking story this week. Oh no, this is absolutely heartbreaking. I Did don't know you if you lose I'm... your keys in a boating accident. No, that would be heartwarming for sure. Uh, more <laughs> keys lost. That, more that's the goal. Or less. That's right. <laughs> okay, listen. So a good liter. Okay, Anthony Pompliano is the reason that i got introduced to bitcoin looking back i realized it was like last august and i was listening to a podcast by bill burt and joe what's his name burt kreischer really good podcast and they had two comedians just like comedian podcast and they had anthony pompliano on and he was talking about bitcoin and i was just like listening to it in the background and i didn't notice and then i went back and then, yeah, and then December rolled around and Bitcoin had started smashing me in the face more and more and more. And then I really dove into it. But if it wasn't for that podcast with Anthony Pompliano, then I, I don't think I ever would have. It was like my first kick, my, my first little nudge, I guess. And so I'm really grateful that that guy exists, I suppose. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit here. So anyways, <laughs> as you go into your Bitcoin life, you'll find there are shit coiners and real toxic maximalists. And then there's another subset of people that I would call Bitcoin influencers, which I mean, God, influencers is just a, I don't know if anybody, I guess a lot of people want to be an influencer, but it's such a gross, it's just such a gross thing to do. There was actually a study in 2019 or 2020, something like that, where they canvassed uh like 12 to 15 year olds the number one job that the kids wanted to grow up to be was a youtube influencer and it was at that moment when i read that report i knew the human race was doomed we're all done it's brutal we had a good run it's time for like the bees to evolve and become the, the dominant species it's literally like being a professional commercial actor <laughs> like vince from whatever that thing is or uh, you know it's like everyone know. thinks that they're the star of their own show that's the problem yeah. right it's like yeah deep narcissism so, <laughs> that's true so Pompey, but I mean, I people are the star of the own their own show like it's always yeah. been the way right like i'm the star of my show and you're the star of yours but no we i used to be that. able to keep that internalized we used to be able to just like like you know i had my own theme song when i'd wake up in the morning and stuff like that and when I get into fights, you know, the evil music would play in my head or whatever, but it's like that stuff's supposed to stay in your head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree like, there. It's not supposed to be a job. It's so 
weird. It's just, it's icky. That's what I say. It's icky. I think it's weird. I think, uh, anyway, so Palm, yeah. And I've never been like, I don't know, maybe this is, I've never cared how many followers I had. I don't really care how many people listen to this show. Even I just want people that care about Bitcoin that enjoy the show to listen to it. And if you don't care, then whatever. So Pompeiano, you clearly he's on Twitter trying to get followers, trying to make grow his base, trying to be as cool as popular and have as many. He was the first Bitcoin influencer to hit 1 million. Anyway, I'm going a little bit too deep into this. So he, he put out a, a course, a crypto course for $1,000, which if you've listened to the Heartland Bitcoin show, I disagree with. I don't think anybody should pay for um, any Bitcoin knowledge because there's so much of it out there for free. And I also, taking it a step further, I don't think even anybody should pay for education anymore. Like you can learn everything you want online. So anybody that's like school and college and universities is just stealing your money for no reason. It's got to come to an end. So right, Pop, do I get to do I get to disagree with that or I just have to let you roll? Which one? You yeah, can disagree with too. it. You got, yeah, I, I kind of figured actually I would throw it to Chris as well, but uh, I was actually just listening to BTC sessions and they were talking about this interesting idea about maximalism and how maximalism is going to fade uh, as more noobs get into the space. And that's that's a feature, not a bug Yeah, in the sense that there's the, in order for Bitcoin to really, you know, take off. It's going to have to become accessible to everybody. So mm -hmm. I think guys like, okay, I'm not going to say $1,000 for a course is a good idea, but I think having some sort of, you know, Sherpa that perhaps you pay or something to guide you into the space so you can do things like avoid. I think, I think I still, I still argue that Heartland Bitcoin has value. So. No, I think is, I, I think it's good to have somebody guiding you through the space but i don't think you have to pay for it man that's all i'm well, saying see this is so as someone who's actually shelled out a few thousand dollars on like courses for my work right? yeah that's and true they they give you you know a nice package of you know information that you wouldn't otherwise get on the internet like you could look it up but it would take you forever to try and find this stuff so that hmm. i you know i pay a thousand bucks it's uh you know two eight-hour courses and I get my little certificate in the end and I get in a lot of knowledge. So I agree with Doug where, you know, uh, he's previously mentioned before because you've talked about this before, um, about paying for a course to have like, you know, a quick setup happen for you. So pay out, you know, 500 bucks to have them set up a node for you or something like that because you just don't want to deal with it. I mean, if people got the money and, they, you know, they don't have the time to do it, I, you know, what's, what's from stopping them from doing that, right? Yeah, I guess so. I just don't think people are even going to have five hundred dollars to shell out to get something to sell. <laughs> well, I do, I do there. think that as as Bitcoin becomes more mainstream, and we move away from fiat type of concept concepts, then I think you're probably right. But uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I think. By the way, Chris, what what do you do? Do you want to do you want to say so people oh, yeah. have a point of reference? Yeah, I mean, because uh, your school the schooling lessons you took was very specialized to what you do, right? Right. Uh, I'm a QA supervisor at a big meat factory and. Ontario. Oh, okay. So yeah, do like the quality assurance and everything like that. And the courses right. I've taken okay. have basically been based around food safety, uh, sanitation, food plant sanitation, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and that, that is not, I mean, that is a pretty specialized thing. I would imagine it would be very hard to find that kind of information. 
out okay on so so where did your one thousand dollar or whatever you paid for your course who did it go to though it went to the uh what was it the guelph the university school? yeah guelph university so wouldn't it be better if just the t was it one teacher because wouldn't it be better if you just got a one-on-one -on -one with that teacher it was a one teacher but the courses like, yeah and the class sizes are smaller so that you have you know better i guess learning in that environment mm -hmm. right like you're not in a classroom with 50 60 people you're in a classroom with like 10 other people right i guess yeah i guess the i guess the m larger argument i'm trying to make is rather than paying guelph the school money for the course like that teacher can just be at home and or have his own like teachers should be self-employed i guess is what i'm saying if you're a good enough teacher that you know how to teach people why do you have to go to a school you can just find like that teacher could have just gone to your factory and promoted himself yes but it's like an outlet right so you know that you're going through the university of guelph you know it's an established school so you know Hey, yeah, but okay, but who cares if it's an established school? What you care about is the established teacher. Well, when it comes to meat safety, I think I'm uh, I'm okay with somebody having some credentials. You know, like yeah, I don't, it, I don't necessarily need somebody to be credentialed to do under underwater basket weaving or something. But like when it comes to my food and and the uh, the food chain and the food supply, I, I would be I'm okay with some credentials. No, really, I, I yeah. agree with that. <laughs> I think but, my argument's falling apart here. I think what you're trying to say, I know what you're trying to say is that like, yeah, somebody could go out, why do they need a school type thing? But in this case, it does matter where, you know, having a name behind it, I guess, matters. And same, I guess, with Heartland Bitcoin, you know, if they become an established brand, you know, hey, I got oh, my okay. learning from Heartland Bitcoin, it'd be good, right? People would look at yeah. Heartland Bitcoin and be like, oh, that's an established brand. You know, this person knows what they're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. but you know what okay so your company here's my argument so your company hires you to be good at your job mm -hmm. so it should be your responsibility to learn right and then they can be like do you know all the safety stuff and then you could go out of your way to figure it out and then if you fail or make a mistake somewhere along the way then they just fire you and they find a smarter person and then that job gets filled by somebody that's better than what you. happens now <laughs> yeah i guess that's true yeah <laughs> Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, but if he fails and then somebody gets sick, mm -hmm. then they get sued and the whole company goes up in smoke. You know what I mean? Like that, that his situation seems a little bit. This is yeah. Ridiculous. This is a very. I mean, you can relate it to Bitcoin in this way, though. Say, like you know, you're setting somebody up for Bitcoin in their business. You know, you'd want somebody to have the right certificate so that if they're setting up your uh, business to take Bitcoin, that it's established and working, right? you'd want somebody to have the right credentials for that because if they mess up, it could be going to a different wallet or something. Yeah, like that, right? true. there's lots of things true. that could go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I came up with this theory about school shouldn't be paid for, it was when I was really about, Oh, the world should be free and we should all just live in the forest and enjoy Bitcoin and not, <laughs> you know, like I was pretty yeah. high in the sky there when I was, we got really to beat the hippie out of you, dude. Seriously. I'm very hippie. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm very, and, you know, I, I can, I can see value in what Jeff says a lot of the time, but then I also am like, man, no, some of, some of this stuff just isn't, it's not workable in that oh, way. Oh, like, okay. No, because yeah, you guys, I need to get back into my headspace. Yeah. Where... Get back to, get back to pop here. Oh no, no. I was, I need to get back to you. Okay. In my world, in my hyper Bitcoinized world, there are no meat factories. Everybody's just raising their own, like, 
everybody's raising their own cattle and doing their own thing. So you don't need factories. Fa- like a cent- factories should go away. People should are going to need to learn how to grow their own crops and raise their own Do you own think food. that will actually happen though, even in a hyper-Bitcoinized world? I think it will if the citadels take off and people actually have to get run away from nation states because everything's gone to shit have you ever and people an decide <laughs> no but fuck i should have by now you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are gonna want to do that i'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> we yeah. should though like it's a part of life you know what i mean like at what where how far back do you have to go to where nobody ever had to kill their own food before like it, oh, it couldn't have been more than 100 years I don't disagree Dude, they with still that. do it in in other like in like when I was in Africa, they they slaughtered the goat right there. It's well, not like they that's what I mean. So go meat the, from the the store or something. So in the new in the world we live in, how long ago was it that people stopped doing it? Because yeah, it's thirty years ago for me. So like sixty, like my my grandparents lived on a farm. So it's only within the last fifty years that people haven't been killing their own food. Yeah, that's, that's how. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, sorry, that is right. It's probably about right. So that's a, pr- I don't know. I just think that's a problem. <laughs> it's so much reliance on the state that you don't know how to slaughter your own meat. Like that's a problem. Don't you well, it's think? interesting because I just saw something that was uh, talking about as a Twitter post or something about uh, obesity in the United States seems to be kind of correlated to what you're talking about. Like the more, um, the more people got away from their own production of food, you know, I mean, used to, I mean, we had victory gardens back in World War II, right? So, like, people were growing their own food and everything. And um, there was not an expectation, but definitely it wasn't a weird thing to to can your own food and, and know how to do that. And if not slaughter your own animals, at least raise your own animals and, and, and take them to the butcher or something. So, mm-hmm. you are seeing a, mm-hmm. uh, there does seem to be a correlation between the species moving away from that self-sufficiency and like obesity, which obviously leads to, you know, heart disease and all the other Just fun things that, unhealthy you know, in general, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so there's that, I guess. I mean, you're not, again, it's one of those things where I feel like there's a, there's a middle ground you know, yeah. between I'm everybody just running that. around naked in the forest and eating berries <laughs> and shit and, and like everybody like going to the factory to get their gruel, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a middle ground we could probably find in a hyper Bitcoinized world. Well, one guess. thing's Anyways, for sure. Sh- one yeah. thing's for sure is that if it wasn't for the fiat money system, th- that was definitely a huge push on to this factory meat and stuff. Like if on a Bitcoin standard, it's going to go back to being better, I think. Well, yeah, because people are going to demand higher quality, you know, like you can get some really shady meat now where you're like, it looks good, but then you cut into it and it's all gristle and, you know, it's not grass fed or even, yeah, let alone all like the boxed just chicken nuggets and stuff. Like you don't know what's in that shit. Oh, don't get me started. Also. Yeah. That's nasty. Fiat meats, man. Fiat meats. (laughs) Fiat meats. (laughs) Fiat meats. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay so pompliano this is such a drawn out story for no reason okay so i really enjoy i liked pompliano at the beginning then i'm like i don't know this guy's kind of weird then i realized oh you know what he's just promoting his shit like that's fine he did the bitcoin pizza thing that's fine but me being a toxic maximalist as i am uh (laughs) i like to shit on people because i think it's funny and i like to make myself laugh so he tweeted out a thing 
Oh, this is, yeah, okay, it all comes back around. He tweeted out a story about uh, a school that's not accepting or how you can learn online for free, like something along these lines. Like, oh, take this lesson on how to, you know, self-educate yourself. And so then I just tweeted under it, uh, are you going to add this lesson to your $1,000 crypto course? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. And then I go to look and the tweet is gone. And so I click on Anthony Pompliano and it says, Anthony Pompliano has blocked you. You are unable to see his tweets or reply to or anything. I was like, there's no fucking way. Dude, when this show started, I was like, one of my really high dream guests would be Pomp for sure. I thought it'd be sweet. And I'm he was the first person I messaged on my Twitter like psychotic break where I messaged literally everyone. I was like, Pomp, I'm, I'm going to make a podcast and I'm going to get you on it. It's going to be awesome. And now that'll never happen, I guess, because he thinks I'm mean and I hurt his feelings. So now I'm sad. Great. Awesome. Thanks, toxic, buddy. Toxic Twitter. <laughs> My toxic mix. This one. I just, I was surprised. I didn't know he was one to block people, man. I've been blocked by a few people on Twitter from being toxic and annoying, but I didn't think Pomp would fall for it. So I was surprised by that. But whatever. Screw you, yeah. Pomp. So long to our friendship that never was. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to lose a lot of sleep over think, it. Too. Well, no, he sleeps great. If yeah, on his bed made of money. Dude, no. Oh, have you never listened to anything he's done? No. One no, of his because main... you know what? My oh, first man. exposure to him was him shilling shit. Yeah, his main thing he shills is like this sleep mattress, keep your body cool, and everything. He says, oh, how much sleep are you getting? He sleeps really well. It's like his, <laughs> He like always, yeah, he thing. always kind of struck me as like... Um, like uh like the bitcoin version of that guy who works with the what's that slap tape shit that like they yeah, like yeah, fix yeah. boats with flex what's tape his name? yeah flex that's tape. a lot flex tape yeah who's the flex tape guy oh, the flex, that's, that's, i think that's sufficient for his name the flex, yeah, flex, flex tape guy flex yeah tape. but uh that's kind of who pop reminded me of like right away and so i just never locked mm -hmm. on to him yeah i felt like there was a lot more signal than or uh, a lot more noise than signal with him so yeah, i was like pretty eh. obnoxious yeah, so I don't think he does himself any favors. Well, he did do a good job. He did a good job, Orange Bill and, uh, Bill and Bert, on that podcast. It was pretty cool. So he, he's very well-spoken when he wants to be, but, God, he shills a lot of shit. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, I'm never going to try and, in four years' time, I'm never going to need to sell anything. I don't care. I'm just going to, again, I'm going to live in the forest, be naked, and eat berries. <laughs> exactly it's gonna be fine. I don't listen know. if the podcast gets driven, big enough and somebody wants to advertise with us we'll definitely we'll this definitely advertise something yeah. as long as it's quality product that we both can believe in it but so i'm not going to say we're never going to not shill something yeah no that's not what i'm saying it's just there's two but, there's different ways to do it man yeah it just like i said it just seemed like every tweet of his was you know check this out like okay so the thing for me is like if you're not saying something funny or interesting you're always just pumping something then you know you're really not much different than like an abc or an nbc you know you're, you're mm -hmm. not different than just like a regular media channel to me and that's yeah. not interesting like i follow i follow people like surfer jim or american hoddle because they say cool, funny things, you know, or they say interesting or thought-provoking things, or but they, they're not... maybe even things that piss me off, whatever. Like, there are some accounts I follow just because I don't agree with them, you know? And... But they're, they're not selling anything. That's a difference. So, like, well, his maybe, job yeah. is literally being an influencer, so you have to compare him <clears throat> against other 
people of that nature, which there aren't many really, to be honest, except for maybe the, I don't know. He's kind of the only one. Yeah, who who, is, I mean, everybody maybe else is just, Pedro, but Pedro isn't really even that like, no, he's not really selling. He's not being, yeah. I see, um, I see them kind of get coupled a lot when people start bitching about like influencers and stuff. So, well, it's cause, uh, yeah, they both kind of compete on the podcast front silver and gold and then we're coming up bronze place here coming up yeah exactly hey so chris uh we're obviously the best bitcoiners you know but who else do you listen to like other than joey you mentioned joey already honestly it's you and joey that's what i've started recently listening to um i've been leery of listening to like people on youtube right because sometimes they're uh, a little wild but coffeezilla seems to be okay that's uh i started listening to him basically but yeah. Other than that, no, I, I, I've just kind of read more than that. I don't really listen that's to too true. much. Yeah. That's probably safer that way. Coffeezilla is fine, except for the fact that he's a shit coiner. I'd be, you know. Yeah, I've seen that too, he, which, you know. He does He does some good work, though, I have to say. Some of his uh, some of his investigative pieces are actually pretty cool. He does a good job with that, so. I like him uh, ripping on the shit coins. Like, he did a Logan Paul one recently he just ripped on, which is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Did you see the one, uh, the phase one he just did not too yeah, long ago? Yeah. That was mind boggling, dude. So Holy blatant. shit. Yeah. Did you, did you see that Jeff? I've never heard of this guy. I just Googled him, but oh, maybe he doesn't come in. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't come up. He's got like a tether coin in his first thumbnail that comes up. So <laughs> yeah, this is why. Give, give, give him a up. shot. Give him a shot. He talks like, about on. tether, but he did, he did one. He did like an expose on this, like massive rug pull it was just so shitty dude like these this group phase group whatever i guess are they a gaming group phase or something? Clan? yeah that's a gaming yeah yeah. Gaming thing. yeah and so i guess these guys were all pumping uh a save the kids coin essentially yeah and <clears throat> so what he does is he'll like he goes through the receipts man and he basically discovered that like these guys were pumping this and then like as soon as it went as soon as it went public like they sold all their pre-coin like mm-hmm. right off the bat, like yeah. per, like it was it was pretty it's disgusting. Like, actually, those so. he's able to find like uh, wallet addresses to faces and everything like yeah. that too. Like he's real <laughs> and he lays it all out. He does. Yeah. He is pretty thorough. I have to say, he's if he if he just wouldn't talk about like shit coins and well, stuff, that, you know, yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's it's frustrating. But I anyways, think my my feed like I don't know. You know how everything you search, it gets more and more echo chamber yeah targeted at you so like i don't see any anything that has to do with anything other than bitcoin on my twitter feed at all or even when i go on youtube like youtube recommended there's no crypto influencers i only see bitcoin stuff so i'm a version in the space so it's all new to me i know so it's dangerous right now it's dangerous because you could go yeah you could go down the path doug went down i'm like no man you clicked the wrong link i gotta pull you back dogecoin looks really cool (laughs) did you hear about these cool ta graphs okay so you're new you're still relatively new to bitcoin but newish oldish right you know because so, you, you ripped on me that one time when I told you I mined Dogecoin back in the day when Dogecoin got, was 500. <laughs> you got mad at me because, no, yeah, you pulled a line that a lot of Bitcoiners get. Get off your high horse. Uh, no, well, I, I, and no, that's fine. I'm staying on my high horse. But what you said was that I've actually been in Bitcoin longer than you because I. Ooh, you I, didn't do that. Oh, yes. And this is this is something that a lot of Bitcoiners get. I'm like, that's fine, man. Maybe you watched a video one time four years ago, but I haven't Lucky slept for the, the last video. six months. 
<laughs> I haven't slept for the last six months. I've been researching so much. So no, that's but what yeah. I wanted to talk about was <laughs> I knew about Bitcoin long before. Knew about the blockchain sizes. Knew about the uh, encryption, SHA, whatever the number is. All of so that you stuff. Did, back you the did day. the googling to see what the the whole tech was about. Oh, way back like in the day, twenty fourteen. When was that? That was, uh, yeah, I think so. Where that picture was, twenty fourteen. Freaking wild, eh? Man, so I had all of that stuff back then, but the reason why I didn't buy Bitcoin back then was the accessibility. It was ridiculously mm-hmm. hard to uh, purchase Bitcoin. And I think Joey talks about it, how, you know, you could buy Bitcoin, but you could only like hold it here through a exchange or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, I don't even remember if you could do that. I remember having to have a wallet and you had to hop on like a forum and get into like a basically a video chat with somebody and hope to God they did like send you the money through <laughs> your Bitcoin through the honor system, like RuneScape yeah. trades back in the day, like free oh, armor trimming. <laughs> hope you don't get scammed. <laughs> oh God. That That's was how weird. it was for me back then. So then I found Dogecoin and I'm like, hey, this is way easier. I can get behind this. I know how to do this. So that's why I was mining Dogecoin back then, hoping to God, you know, this would be the next Bitcoin. Obviously, I was wrong. But, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Give it a maybe. little bit. <laughs> Elon, he's really liking it. Imagine. I can't believe there's people that still think that. Well, at least you came to your senses and realized, obviously, nothing is going to surpass Bitcoin because, I mean, that would just, it just, it's impossible. Okay. So you left your, what, ha- what ended up happening to your Do- Dogecoin wallet? Doug, do you care about his Dogecoin story? Because it's kind of fun. Yeah, actually, I have I have a little story from this weekend about Doge too. So okay, so Doge what, away. Okay, Doge away. so yeah, I'm not to pump any shit coins here because I don't actually care about Doge at all. It was just fun back then, but um, yeah, it was mining it on my laptop. I had my uh, little crappy laptop hooked up in the corner, had all my fans blowing on it. Um, but then my laptop's dead and I can't access my wallet, so it was all for nothing. <laughs> like I have to get a whole brand new, like I think, power source for it and everything. We should be able to do that, man. You yeah, can... but what for thirty bucks? Dude, yeah, it, I was going to say, power source is going to cost more. Yeah, I'd spend more on the power source than the stupid coins. Well, depending on how long you mined for, though. If it was I, that I, I think I had somewhere between 50 and 100. Nothing too crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it'd be fun for you to check it out if you could. If, well, if it ever becomes. It's down to like, what, 20 cents now? It's, it's 20 today. cents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it went back It, it plummeted some more Elon and... Yeah. <laughs> good, old <Elon. laughs> good old Elon. Brutal. And so then then what? You forgot about your Dogecoin and then you just decided to not look into Bitcoin anymore? Yeah, I basically gave up crypto. I was like, all right, well, that was fun. It was uh, you know, Bitcoin is skyrocketing past any amounts I'll, I'll ever be able to purchase it at. I didn't yeah. know about Satoshi's, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, that's uh that sucks, <laughs> but you know <laughs> the boat has sailed. The boat sailed. sailed. And this is at the same time I'm watching like Apple stock explode, Facebook stock explode too. And I'm like, why am I not putting money down? And nothing was accessible <laughs> back then, right? We didn't have yeah. uh, Wealth Simple to be able to buy stocks on and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You actually need a broker. It's, it's become so much easier to buy, which is like a good thing and a bad thing because. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> people get hurt. Yeah, people are getting really hurt in stocks because everybody's thinking, hey, everything goes up forever. Yeah, those uh, the quote unquote meme stock phase there really screwed people up for the stock market. So, okay, do you want to wait, Doug? What what's your Doge story, Doug? So story, Doug. So I had uh, so I had opening weekend at the Red Fair, right, with my shop, and I have uh, you'll be proud, I took my own advice i picked the number 
And every price tag on my shop has USD and BTC. Nice. So awesome. uh, it doesn't it doesn't change moment to moment. I, I'm not tying it to any sort of. I just this is what I think this is worth in BTC, and I actually pegged it to like I think forty thousand technically USD, but that's it. So like people actually, if they buy it in BTC in my shop, they're actually getting it. Technically, they're getting a deal. Whatever. Yeah, make sure I'm still happy because because I'm I'm getting I think I'm getting the better end of the deal. But anyways, absolutely. Uh, so a couple people have like kind of they're they've perked up when they see it. Most people they've just kind of glossed over it. Okay, what you know whatever. Um, but there's one couple that came in, and I had to do my level best not to jump over the counter and just start slapping them around. Honestly, because like they start talking about how they still have a bunch of doge and you know, it's all free money and play money because what really happened was the, the wife for whatever reason, she got like free game stock state GameStop stock. Okay. Um, and then that whole thing spiked and they sold it. And like, so they're telling me all this, you know, and I'm of course just like ready to throw up. Cause I just think it's gross. And, the, and then they're like, and so then what we did is we bought uh, some AMC and then that shot up and then we sold that and then we just bought a bunch of doge and then it fell through the floor and we were kind of sad that's a story to a lot of people that's classic yeah and and they're like but it's okay because it's just kind of all play money anyways and that just like made my teeth grind and then she's like yeah and i i'm I'm just waiting for it to go back up it's gonna go back up and then i couldn't take it anymore i'm like you realize they literally print ten thousand an hour of those things like every second we're talking your dogecoin is losing value (laughs) and i said this i said literally as we're talking right now your doge is losing value go home and sell it right now go home and sell it and buy bitcoin and so they were yeah i just it was oh (laughs) it just made me realize we really What's that? I can see your finger waving at them. Just you go yeah. home and sell. It. Just go. Just get out of my shop. Go home. But like it just made me realize how early we really, really are. Yeah. We're really early in this whole thing, and these people are just looking at this like a like a slot machine, mm-hmm. and it's it's so frustrating how far we have to go in order for people to start to really understand, to really get orange pilled, you know, and just to understand what they're what they're even looking at like they don't even know what they're looking at man it's it's frustrating it really kind of is well it's like you said there's going to be there's going to be less maximalists there's going to be a lot less people that actually understand bitcoin and a lot more people that are just like yeah whatever i guess i'll jump into this it's one of the things that makes me sad man that's why that's why i'm trying to get all my friends no man you gotta learn because if you don't learn it now you never will you know what i mean like yeah most people like i don't know my parent you know, m- most of our friends are just going to swap over to Bitcoin or whatever the CBDC is that ends up coming out and never get to go through this actual really cool learning process of how it's changing the world and what Bitcoin actually is. It's like the yeah. like we're at a time where if the Internet was coming out and somebody's like, no, it's going to be so cool. All the, There's going to be screens in everybody's houses and they're going to be able be connected. And now it's like, I don't know how it works. I just click and turn it on. Right. Like I had one, uh, I had one woman that actually tried to check her phone because she said she had Bitcoin and then she's like, oh, but it's not worth enough. And I'm like, you don't even understand what sats are, do you? Like you don't, like all you have to do is look and see because she wanted an item, right? But she didn't have the cash. Yeah. And so, so she's like, oh, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not worth enough. And I'm like, 
it's it's in sats like just do you have that many sats i'll take that many sat like i didn't <laughs> like i didn't even know what to to it's do hard, right? because oh, I was, they were it was like my them. brain was freezing up you know yeah. so <laughs> that's stressful yeah man yeah. it's crazy yeah every once in a while i get one of those oh wow we're still so early because it's yeah. easy to think that we're deep in but no man i have a friend and it is you know you're right about the being early because i have a friend who's pretty smart like i you know he's a very intelligent person but uh he during the crypto i guess pump up he bought a bunch of Ethereum, bought a bunch of Doge, and was like sitting happy, right? And then the uh, Elon crash came and just sold it all. And he then reinvested back into Doge, like all in <laughs> on the hopes that it would go back up, right? And I asked him recently, like, did you get rid of that Doge? Or you, have you bought Bitcoin? And he's still sitting on the Doge, right? And he hasn't bought Bitcoin. Just, yeah. you know, doesn't know what he doesn't bought. Doesn't have bought. any Bitcoin? No, none. And same with oh. uh, another person we know, all on the uh, XRP train, right? Yeah. That, okay, so Doug, when Chris first, when I first messaged Chris uh, about Bitcoin, and we were having this argument of how smart I was and how he had been <laughs> in it longer, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, our other friend, we'll just call him whatever." Our our other friend, he's like, "Well, uh, this buddy has he's holding Bitcoin and XRP. What do you know about XRP?" And like, it was. Uh, it was one of those, oh, we're still so early phases. Because this is another thing you see on Bitcoin Twitter all the time. It's like, here's the standard responses you're going to get. I'm screaming at you, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, response, get back. Hey, have you heard about XRP? And it's just like, <laughs> makes you want to throw your phone at the wall. So frustrating. Because, yeah, we're so early. People don't understand the difference between Bitcoin and any other cryptocurrency. It's like, do you guys remember right when, when, uh, like this is this is fun now because now I'm sort of like I feel like I'm getting older in the space, so I'm a little more wise. But and yeah. I, so I can talk about like you remember back when, <laughs> like the uh, like so Doge is is going quote unquote to the moon, even though it never got past sixty four cents or something like that, right? Yeah, Everyone's yeah. talking. Oh, Doge is going to go to ten dollars. Doge yeah. is going to go to ten dollars. And then right around that time, a new shit coin came out called Safe. <clears throat> safe me. moon safe moon you remember that yeah and it got like pumped so so hard i haven't heard about that in months no oh, man whatever still, happened to safe moon i still I see know. people talking about safe moon every now and again if you go deep enough into some people's tweets somebody just Whoa. randomly has safe moon with a rocket on it yeah but i don't know what it's at now i have no so, idea is, is that just go by moons that one moons? oh i don't even know i wouldn't even know what it was but i don't know Okay, because I recently saw like a Reddit uh, got shut down for gambling, and I think it was something about moons. So I was wondering. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I don't think I don't think Safe Moon ever got past actual like a penny. Like it was still still uh, still denominated in like uh, hundred thousandths of a of a oh, yeah. penny or something like that. It was hmm. it was uh, yeah. So I'm sure somebody got rug pulled on that one. But it's just like I don't. Uh, it's just it's, it's so. so hmm. It's, it's easy it's, to see people get into that stuff though like for the xrp thing right i was looking at my buddy who just made like 30k off of uh 5k investment because he came to me too and he's like hey buy this you know dump 5k on it and then you know a few weeks later he's telling me how he made like 30k off it so you know you can see how people get tempted into this stuff right quick money 
Yeah, sure. It's, but it's just it's the same as gambling. I think oh, that's really? what it is. It's, it's the yeah. it's the fact that see our buddy knew that he was gambling. I I would like to think that he did. It's the people like that couple that came into your place that are just like eh, whatever. Well, I guess they know it's gambling too. But it's gonna get to people where they're like, oh, I don't know what investing is. Oh, all these people are investing in this. I want to be smart. I want to invest. Yeah. And then they think they're being smart where everybody else is just gambling and taking it as a joke. Like if you have $5,000 to throw away, whatever, I mean, it's your life, make your own choices, but know that you're throwing it away. It's when people that are really struggling, especially now at this point in the world where people have like barely enough to get through a week and somebody's offering them this way out, right? Yeah. They're being Mm -hmm, offered this way out. And those are the people that are getting screwed over. So I think that's, what's frustrating. Chris, are you are you naturally a gambler? Like, do you go to casinos or anything like that? Yes, I like to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Jeff, just, Jeff and I used to gamble at the we, casino. Yeah, we used to. Yeah, we go hard. Used to <laughs> I do think that that mentality, though, is going to disappear. I think. I think uh, you know, Jeff and I have sort of, kind of, uh, as the podcast has progressed, <clears throat> we've sort of uh, branched out into like, what does the world look like in the future? But I'm just listening and I'm, I'm thinking right now, like, I don't, I, when we have a super hard money, those people aren't going to go to a casino and drop it in. Like that's, that you doesn't know, seem like a thing, right? Like, be, right? what's that? You know where they're going to be instead? What? Na- trading? D- dancing naked in the forest. <laughs> <You're very laughs> oh my God. See, you're looking at the same future I'm looking at. And I am now on the opposite side because I'm like, no, there's still going to be idiots that gamble with Bitcoin because we've seen it already. There's American HODL and uh, uh, McCormack have a bet on the price of Bitcoin at the end of the year. So once you have enough, people are still going to gamble. I don't think gambling's going away. We're, what I, are you talking about? Gambling sats at the end of each price check? <laughs> we were. Oh, damn. Busted. You're right. You're right. Well, different though. No, but that's different, right? Like two guys, two guys it's with a gambling. handshake bet, or or even even uh, I don't know, even like a, a poker game. Like I don't consider poker gambling, right? Because when when you're playing poker against real people, not not online, obviously, because that's that's all jerry rigged. Mm. But you know, when you're playing poker against a person, you're playing against a person. You're not even really playing the cards. You're playing the person. Oh. So. I don't see that necessarily as gambling. Like my definition of gambling is like, I'm going to play blackjack and I hope that the cards that come up are the right ones or roulette. Good. Like I know people that are crazy uh, about roulette. roulette and like have a system. I had a system. There's no, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. System. There's no fucking system. What are you yeah, talking about? I got screwed over by my system. I had a system that was supposed to be foolproof and it was, it was terrible. Is one of my, it, I got really screwed over. I think maybe that's why I have such a big chip on my shoulder about people losing money gambling. Cause you it was think, essentially double down every single time. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. But when you think you can't lose is when you lose the most. You know, I think that's what it is. You're like, I can't lose. And that's probably what happened to a lot of people that bought Doge at, at its top and nah, I can't lose. And then they lose it all. So that's how it feels like well, Bitcoin then they got rug pulled though. by the, their hero, you know? So no, it doesn't feel like that with Bitcoin, Ugh, but you're not there yet. It's because this <laughs> is okay. I put my money into it though on the bets that I will win. You know what I mean? But this is the difference. But is... you've already won just by owning it. Oh yeah, man, Jeff, true. we have work to do. We've been just jaw jacking with this guy for 47 minutes. This no, is no, no. Bad. We got work to do here. We got to We got to orange pill. I this know kid. Th- that was going to be my goal for the episode. I'm like, we can't, I... we can't end this episode till he breaks. That's, that's what our, no. that's what we have. Oh, I've got stats. I Don't will, worry. I'm buying stats. I will break you. 
I <laughs> not thank you. But this is the difference. I just this have a different outlook. Difference. Yeah. So this is well, the what's difference. Your, what's, what's his outlook? What's your outlook? Yeah. Uh, my outlook is that it's still too early to see if this is thing is going to actually blow up or not. I still think that, yes, it's going to go. The math basically says that the value should go up, but it's the outside uh, factors that could, you know, potentially affect these things, right? Outside factors being, you know, there's so many, but yeah, the Chinese making their coin, the, uh, the Canadians making their coin, Americans making their coin. People are going to feel comfortable taking like a government adopted coin versus a, you know, I guess wild and reckless coin like Bitcoin, as some would call it. And I don't know. There's a whole bunch of like I just feel okay, outside well, factors. Okay, that could. so this is good because we need us being the toxic maximus that we are. We need these questions, Doug. It's been a while since I've actually had somebody say, "Well, what if this happens?" So that's a good, good question. Yeah, that's a good start. But so, I think we need to. I think we need to start back even further with Chris because what I'm hearing let's let's put him on the couch and you and I will be uh Bitcoin um what are those guys what are the people uh psychiatrists we'll, we'll, oh, we'll put we Chris on the psych psychiatric couch and we'll lay him down we'll play some soft music we'll get him a nice cup of tea or something and let's start at the beginning Chris okay okay why what 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 brings you to all of the crypto space, but specifically the the Bitcoin space. Why 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 are you even interested? Why am I interested? It's a good question. Yeah. Well, basically, from the beginning, it was basically, hey, Bitcoin is going up on a lot of money. Put my money in there, I can make a lot of money. Uh, then I started doing more research into it, and yeah, learning about what the actual importance of is it. You know, the fact that it's decentralized, the fact that it's my money, nobody can take it, type thing, my keys. Nobody else gets those keys. And that's basically what it is, just the ownership entirely of my own money. And the fact that, you know, if I want to leave Canada at some point and go to somewhere else, I have my money still. It's mine. And okay. Yeah. Just, so you so you understand you understand the nature of fiat then to yes, a certain well, extent. Well, yes. And you understand that every every moment we're talking, both of our countries are printing money like crazy and devaluing your oh yes, time I, I'm pocket. well aware of that. Yes, reverse repos and all the uh, fun stuff the right. U.S. is doing with the money. Yeah. So, so I guess my point would be when you say something like, uh, and and you probably knew this was going to happen when you decided to come on the show, but oh, yeah. when you say something like, uh, <clears throat> like, well, I could get real rich with it. When you say something like that, you're talking in terms of fiat. Because just owning it, if you think in Bitcoin, you're already rich. You're not going to get rich. You already are. And then when you stack more, you're just going to be more rich, right? So like China could happen. Everything could happen, right? And if the three of us, let's just say we're the last three Bitcoiners on earth, okay? Just us three. And we still decide to do business in Bitcoin. You and I and Jeff will still do business in Bitcoin and it will still have value. It doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks, quite frankly. You, like it, it's really no different than if the three of us decided uh, we're just going to trade in cigars. Like, you know, I'll I'll make you some leather work and you'll uh, you'll pay me a couple of cigars and then you're going to get me some some sweet, sweet steaks and ship them, you know, fresh and I'll pay you a couple of cigars. Like it, there's really no difference. It's just, it's, it's our medium of exchange at that point. So you're already wealthy in the sense that you have an immutable, unchangeable, untouchable 
mode of currency that as long as you can find someone to trade with, then it doesn't matter what the rest of the world does. That's so I want you to know that. I want yeah, you to understand that. factor I find there, though. Like you said, there. As long as I have somebody to trade with, and that acquire like requires adopt like adopting it, basically, right? And so the the fear is that other people adopt other coins over Bitcoin, and you know, the basically it doesn't basically it just doesn't get adopted, and it basically fizzles out. So yeah, you, we might be trading in you know Bitcoin amongst ourselves, but really it's only worth what we say it is amongst ourselves, right? Well, I mean, exactly. yeah, for the yeah. most part. That's what I like to say, too. It's, it's It doesn't matter what the price is in Canadian terms or U.S. dollars terms. It matters what you value it at. That's why I always say, like, I'll sell my Bitcoin to anybody, but each sad is like a million bucks each. And that's fine. You know, like, that's what I value it at. <laughs> right. That would be worth I mean, it to well, me. Well, I mean, again, you, you like to run naked in the forest, so you're pie in the sky right now. But... Well, because I say, like you said, if there's three, if there, if we're the last three Bitcoiners, then we're just... Yeah, I mean, we don't have to worry about the rest of the world. We're just living in our own little uh, community, and it doesn't matter. And if you want to, and it's obviously that's an extreme. My my phrase of the three of us being that, you know, guys like Surfer Jim never going to sell. Guys right. like, you know, BTC Sessions or Brecky or uh, American Hoddle never going to sell. There's always going to be. I mean, and and people like that get uh, that circle gets bigger almost daily, you know, that, that there's always going to be this community that really doesn't give a shit what it is in, you know, I mean, shit, we could just go to Ecuador or not Ecuador, sorry, El Salvador, El Salvador. Mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, go live on the beach there and they're all trading in it. Like, so, that's, that, so that's the, yeah. So before I came on this, you know, El Salvador is, I guess the key exception there where now they're taking uh BTC as their, uh, main currency, right? Or one of their main currencies, right? So that's taking, uh, you know, adopting, right? But if Canada or America doesn't adopt, it's not going to be that easy, I don't believe, to be able to just use your BTC like we're thinking. You know what I well, mean? One, one thing that's cool that is a roundabout way of doing this is with when Strike comes out and uh, stores eventually start start uh, using Strike instead of the Visa network or whatever, you can have your Bitcoin on your wallet. And then as, so long as the store accepts Strike, they automatically get it into Canadian dollars or Canadian Gov coins or USD, whatever they want. So, I mean, really, it's not going to matter what current... I hope this is one of this is one of the possible futures that I've seen is it won't matter what currency you have because everybody will just use what they want. That's that's one of the things Strike is trying to do, which is pretty cool. It's true, and I actually uh, have you used Strike at all? Like, actually no, used it's it yet? Still not in Canada. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you guys suck. Ben from BTC <laughs> Sessions has it. I'm so jealous. No, you're so just I saying. actually I got it. I got it set up so that I could have it at the at the Ren Fair if I needed it. And uh, I gotta say, it's it works pretty good. I like. I haven't actually transferred money to people yet, but I have transferred. Uh, so I put 20 us dollars into it and then I immediately just transferred that over to my node wallet mm -hmm. and it was pretty seen. Like the only thing is, is I was dumb and I did it on a high, um, high exchange rate day, or what do you call that? A high fee day. Oh, so yeah. I just transferred five bucks and it actually ended up being almost nine with the fees. Was this, but, uh, was this like a couple weeks ago when yeah 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 it was it wasn't yeah it was okay. it was a while and i just i just wasn't paying attention like i i i i literally 
So it's one of those things where you think about doing it and you're like, oh yeah, I should do it because the fees are like zero right now. Mm-hmm. And then I waited like a week or something and I did it and then the fees were kind of high. But the point is it works seamlessly, like almost instantaneously. That's it awesome. was, yeah. So I, I, I put 20 bucks of, of fiat in and I just transferred it and it became Bitcoin and it got into my wallet and it was done. Like it's, uh, so I can see how once the... Once you can start doing that kind of stuff seamlessly like that, where if I could if I could transfer out of my wallet from Bitcoin, put it into USD or, you know, Looney or whatever, and then, yeah, I think I think that's gonna it's a total game changer. Yeah, really kind I, of I agree with that. Getting it into basically accessibility, <laughs> being able to use it properly is where you know where I think this will make or break Bitcoin. To right now is because yeah, like getting using it in your store that's awesome. That's really cool. And I don't see that happening here in Canada too often. I don't know if you've seen it, Jeff, at all. I haven't seen it yet, but like if I was if I was selling something online, like Chris, even if you make a Kijiji ad for whatever you want to sell your Xbox, you can just post it online and say I accept Bitcoin, and you're not. So th- that's the other thing is it's that easy when it's just person to person. And then mm-hmm. my other reason that uh, why you'd want to have Bitcoin is that, and why nothing else will overtake it. Is that <clears throat> sorry? Yeah, hold on. Okay, good at it. The network effect of Bitcoin is one of the most important things, and the fact that Bitcoin has already won is just that it's going to keep winning. It's just a way that like math works and exponential numbers work. So no matter, and this is what uh, this is what Gigi was talking about last week as well. It's like if something comes along that's a hundred times better, then it'll take it over. But right now, the network effect, like when you buy Bitcoin, it becomes better for the whole community. And then another person buys it. So like when one person had Bitcoin, it was useless. When two people had it, it was pretty good. When three people have it, it's three times better. And every person that gets added makes it exponentially better because they can interact with more and more and more and more people. So that's what Every other shitcoin since Bitcoin has tried to do is try to beat its network effect. But the way networks effects work is that just the biggest one will always win. That's why we all use. That's why we all use. Yeah, one social media site for the most part. Most part, we all have like telephones. You know, like when yeah, we use what's came, best. Yeah, you use what's best and what everybody else has. You want to match with the person that you want to talk to. I, I, right I, I, and. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I don't doubt that Bitcoin is the best coin out there, definitely. Again, it's the I guess the adoption of other coins that make it I guess easier. Again, we know what everything that Bitcoin has to offer and how why it's the best coin, but you still have people buying Dogecoin, you still have people buying Ethereum and all these other coins thinking that, you know, hey, these coins are the next ones, or oh hey, the technology in these coins are actually gonna be useful, right? Mm-hmm. But right, that's the that's like that was the one thing you heard about like Monero for the long tail. Oh, it's gonna pour, it's gonna pull, you know, all these African like that was their big tagline for Monero was it's gonna pull all these African countries out of poverty and stuff like that. But the thing is, is all of these shit coins, if they're gonna try to compete and try to 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 sort of leapfrog the network effect, they have to make trade offs, you know. And those trade-offs end up doing things like reducing your security or reducing your decentralization, you know, like, so when you, like, okay, Ethereum is the perfect example for this because, you know, like right now, the entire world of Ethereum is on fire 
because they're do I don't even I don't even understand what there's something about MEV the, the reorganization. You know? Yeah, they're doing a reorganization and like one of the things that they're either proposing or that's coming up in a a new iteration is, have you guys talked, have you heard about this MEV thing? No. No. So basically, and, and I hope our listeners can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, they're implementing a system where essentially if you want your block, like your transaction to be enacted first, you can essentially pay off a miner to process your stuff faster. Uh, so, no, like, no, think that, about no, no, no. That's that's not what it is. Because that can. I just asked you if you knew what it was, and you just said no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I think I think <laughs> you it, just fucking rug pulled me, Dick. Come on, what? I think you said it wrong. No, because that you can you can do that on Bitcoin. You you can pay bump fees to get your your uh, transaction. No, no, but this up. is like specific. Like this is. No, what they're trying to do, I think, is... No, 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 no. you got it back. Okay, so look, I can pay a higher fee, right, to process faster. Yeah. But this is actually, like, this is this is actually moving me ahead in the line, is what I'm talking about. Like, I'll, I can actually push other people out of the way, essentially. Like, it's not... So, like, so like what, you're, what you're talking about right now is, like, I make a decision, right? Like, this, if I want my transaction to happen in an hour, I pay this rate. If I want it to happen in you know, in 15 minutes, I pay this rate. Mm -hmm. This is, this is like a, like a pay to play almost situation. From what I understand, again, if you, if you want to correct me, I'm I'm okay with that. But the way I was reading it, it was literally like Ethereum users. You know, if you have enough money, you could basically put yourself into the blockchain before everybody else with your transaction, which that just, that's commercializing. Yeah. I think there's so many problems with that, you know, like, when you look at it from like the, the reason Bitcoin works, the, the reason the blockchain works is because all the subsequent blocks are based on the the, the blocks that came before it. And mm-hmm. so if you can suddenly jump ahead in that, like that, that can, I yeah, don't know. create issues, like, won't it? Yeah, I would think it would. I think and I think a lot of I think they're are, making it so that you can put your transaction in like a block that's already been created too, maybe. Oh, some, is that it's some yeah, crazy I mean, shit? Yeah, it's some weird see, and that's shit. the thing is that like all of these. So that's my point. It's like all of these shit coins. If they're going to try to leapfrog Bitcoin in terms of that network effect, in terms of the usability, they have to trade something because why? Otherwise, it doesn't. It doesn't like if they have to start from zero the way Bitcoin did, right? They, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Like Jeff said, you'd have you basically have like five people, and they have to start at the beginning, and go from there. You know, and mm. they've already ruined that because what Vitalik still has like seventy percent of all mind mm. ath or something like that, and <laughs> you know, it's just like so. And there is no coin that can do what Bitcoin did, because even if it did, it would just basically be at zero, and then you'd be like, well, why would I want to ride that train again? You know, Bitcoin's been around for what 12, 13 years. Right. So you're telling me I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to invest in this and I'm going to wait 13 years to just get to where we are today. And then Bitcoin's already another 13 years beyond that. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't make any sense at all. So Bitcoin can't in that regard. I don't think Bitcoin can be beaten. Like, like Gigi said, you would have to come out with a new tech that literally is like a hundred times better from the get go. It has to have that ability right off the bat and with things like the net the lightning network coming online which is already online but you know it's still not it's it's being more adopted like yeah. if you have you guys looked at the the lightning chain 
counts. Yeah, it's going up. I've, I've it's, seen a lot it's, more. It's getting crazy, it's dude. Fast. We're talking like it's yeah. The value of that network itself is like a hundred bitcoins a day. It's it's going up, kind nice. of a thing. So I want to get a yeah. yeah I want to get a lightning node set up sooner than it's, later, it's dude. Useful. You got to. I've been down. Got to, man. I want to get a node set up too. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you have a node? Because you're you okay. Chris is kind of a tech guy. He knows computers. So are you gonna set up a node? Yeah, I was the only thing I had a question on actually was can I just use my regular computer as a node and yeah, also the compu- sure. yeah, as a PC can. as a PC as well? Like both? That that's that's what I'm wondering is cuz I think the reason most people get like a side piece little Raspberry Pi or whatever is because if you have Bitcoin Core running on your main computer it slows it down so much cuz it's it's eating up so much of mm-hmm. the I you think, can run it on a Pi. Yeah, yeah, you can. Oh yeah, I, mine's on a pie. Most oh, people really? just I, have, I have a an old pie, like an old, older pie. You need a newer yeah, one. Yeah, dude, if you can get a pie and a one gig uh, SSD. Oh, you're okay. Good to go, I'm man. already set up then. Sweet, I got a pie. Head up. Yeah, I mean, I actually splurged. I got the two, the two, uh, two ter, not two gig. Sorry, uh, two ter, uh, one terabyte. Oh, terabyte. So, okay, okay, I'm gonna yeah. invest in that. That's yeah, funny. so I, I think the current chain, uh, the current blockchain right now is like 600 gig. I want to say. Yeah. It's so good. it's pretty it's pretty chunky. Um and it took it took me like a week in order to actually process everything and get up to speed. Hmm. And I actually splurged and I got the two terabyte SSD because I didn't feel like doing that again anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. So but I mean, you know, yeah, you could you could definitely be doing that. And you should, and then you can come back on the show and you can tell me how to actually start working my freaking lightning network because <laughs> I have it I have it full of, you know, it's got like fifty thousand sat in it, it's ready to rock, and I'm connected to like one person. Oh, and Yeah, you have I, to make like multiple channels with yes, people. Yes, yeah, because otherwise you can't be found. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. It's like I've tried to send stuff to my lightning wallet on my node and I can't it's it says can't be found. The node hmm. can't be found. So it has to be connected. It's a, it's, it's actually, again, it's one of those things where like, I know Satoshi didn't invent it, but he laid such a good groundwork that somebody else could come up with a really co- So basically the way it works is it's like, uh, it's like, uh, like a lily pad system, I guess, you know? So like, if you got a frog on a lily pad, the only way that that frog can to move to the next lily pad, like, so if you're let's say there's a b and c lily pads right and you're on c and you're trying to get to a what really happens is you jump to b and then the the the, the frog on b jumps to a kind of a thing like mm-hmm. it's 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 very cool yeah um, isn't it like a side kind of thing you do your transactions on the side and yes then it puts it into yeah. the so, network after or something it is so it only it only gets put to the blockchain after the channel is closed and so oh, theoretically okay. that 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 channel could be open for almost forever forever so like if you're let's say you are and this is this is the thing like so one of my big complaints when i first became a maximalist was the idea of like the all of these things that like f and monero and all these things that were tried that everyone was like smart contracts and all this shit you know it was like that doesn't appeal to me because i'm an individual guy and i don't care about these sorts of things like those are those are problems for banks right those are problems for large corporations i don't have those problems i don't care about those problems i never i never really will Mm -hmm. but when you start to throw like the lightning network in like if i can open a channel to like my local coffee shop you know and i can just go ahead and i can put some money into my my lightning wallet and and uh i I think there's a phrase for it 
uh, it's like correction or something like that, where if it ever gets too imbalanced, I can rebalance essentially. But if I know I'm going to stop for coffee every day, right? I can do the transaction. I can give them their 5,000 sats or whatever it is. And I just go on my way. And as long as we both keep that channel open, right? It just becomes like a tab that I'm paying out every day. It doesn't get put onto the blockchain until we decide to close that until I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? You gave me bad service. I'm not going to, I'm just closing this channel or something, you know, something like that. Or like if the, if the coffee shop is like, I, I got to get my money out because it's the end of the month and my bills are due. So we close the channel and then I guess it restarts or something. I don't know how that part well, actually works, but the yeah. point is you, I can do hundreds of transactions inside the lightning network it never gets put on the blockchain just the final iteration does you know so it's it's yeah, really, the final number. really huh. yeah, well, yeah 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 so like let's say let's say i buy 500 dollars worth of coffee over a month let's just say which i wouldn't do but let's just say you know then that number is the one that gets put in not the not the three dollars every day right you know so it it definitely works towards making would, bitcoin scalable yeah and, i was gonna say that would uh, definitely declog the network a little bit absolutely because, so i mean we're already coming up with with these second tier solutions that are just again that network effect jeff talked about it's going to exponentialize those even more you know it's it's the, like and we're we i think i think jeff's hit on the point without hitting on it necessarily is that we've already reached a point where there, nothing can catch up Without sacrificing security or decentralization or whatever you want to say, nothing can catch up with Bitcoin. It's impossible. It's just not going to happen. So, so I, you know, when you say something like, well, I want to, you know, I'm not sure that it's going to be the, the one it already is, would be my argument. It is. Yeah. Uh, okay. On your point on lightning, I just want to, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have one more, well, I guess one more question on that topic of the one, right? Do you believe that Bitcoin will be the world reserve currency at some point? This is okay. This is, this, this question is a struggle for me because I mean, yes, but also, I don't know, man, I keep, we keep trying to dive into what's the world going to look like post hyper Bitcoinization and I think maybe no. I think if there's a world reserve currency that needs to be something official, maybe Bitcoin has failed because really there shouldn't be anybody that needs to announce this is the world reserve currency. Like nobody said gold was the world reserve currency, did they? Yeah. Or asset? They did. Well, when did that happen? Because people were trading gold before... Um. World War II, I believe, is when they basically yeah. stopped with the gold because of France was getting bombed all to hell, so they put all the gold in the U.S. Yeah, that yeah, was but, uh, Bretton Woods, I believe, right? Yeah, but uh, they didn't, yeah. they didn't uh, actually declare, like, okay, so a thousand years ago, nobody declared, this is the money we're going to use. They just did it. It's just, this is what it was. So, uh, like, yeah, look at El Salvador again for an example. Yes, they made it legal tender, but but they still have to take U.S. and that's because the U.S. is the world reserve currency. So they, yeah, they need to have it in their banks if they want to be able to print any of their own money. So yeah, they, that's what I mean. Like, well, but that's the problem Bitcoin with El Salvador. Work, is they don't they have do. their own money. That's the problem. And for Bitcoin to work, it didn't need to become legal tender. People just used it. It's like I don't care what the government says, whether they like it or not. I'm going to use it anyways. He, well, but to answer his question, I think yes. I think because we. We live in a world now where there is such a thing as world reserve currencies. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, um, 
so what they're going to, in my opinion, I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to, they're going to try to launch these CBDCs, right? And that's not going to go any better than the current fiat system. But people will eat them up. Yeah, people will eat them up. People will. And, and, and so, wait, wait, what do you mean eat them up? That's what I was trying to say before. Like, 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 people are going to use them because it's going to be easy and they're not going to know better. That's kind of where I'm kind of on the point where about Bitcoin not being the one because, you know, the government coins are going to come out. Sure, they are. Absolutely. That's unavoidable. But as I've just said, they can't catch up to Bitcoin Mm -hmm. because if if it costs you actual money now to print actual money, imagine what they're going to. And so that maybe deters them a little bit. Imagine what it's going to be when like literally no, there's no physicality at all. They can absolutely just type zeros into your bank account. And by default, they can take zeros away from your bank account. Um, it, people aren't going to trust that system anymore. They will trust that system less as we go on than they'll, they trust the fiat system. Like right now, the U.S. dollar, people perceive it to have value because the U.S. is the big dog on campus. And we have the military might essentially to back it up. And I, you know, again, it kind of pains me to say all this about my country, but it's, it's true. Mm -hmm. They take our money because we have big guns. Yes. That's, that's it. And if we didn't, they'd be like, I'm not, you can't, if they, if they didn't, we would have to be much more conservative in how we treated our money supply. Mm -hmm. Because what we're doing right now is we are screwing countries like El Salvador. Oh, 100%. People, small little countries that run on the dollar are getting screwed every time the Fed issues another trillion, six trillion, nine trillion dollars. It just, that's the way it is. So, and, but my point is with the CBDCs, it's going to be 10 times worse because, you know, there's going to be zero accountability. Not that there's much now, but it's, it's all just going to be this, this thing that, so like I can hold dollar bills in my hand. Right. And, and it has a value to me. And, and there is something psychological about that. And it's important. But when it's all just numbers that are, you know, ones and zeros that are floating over my head somewhere, mm-hmm. people aren't going to. I think th- I, dis- yeah, I, I, I disagree I, with you. I think people are they're going to be fine. Like uh, most people look at their wealth and numbers on a computer screen. They don't really. I think cash is already on its way out is something people care about i I don't really care about cash i agree with jeff i understand i guess Uh, oh sorry sorry no no no, go ahead go ahead well i i guess i i I see what you're saying but for i'm talking about from the standpoint of like we're already seeing you know the first inklings of a pretty severe inflation inflationary period happening in the united states and what happens when the people in charge can absolutely screw with the money supply left or right up or down you know we're going to be whipsawed all over the place you're going to have hyperinflation and they're not going to know how to stop it they're only going to be able to just pump more zeros into the system it's going to get worse you know and at some point because these in my opinion the people running the world right now are not that smart like I i don't know how we got to this position where some really kind of unserious people. Who do you think's running the world right now? Dude, all the bankers. Banks. Like, okay, yeah. Banks. So you think, you know, yeah. You know, guys like Charles Schwab and, and, uh, Gary Gensler. 
and Janet Yellen and like like pick pick a name out of a hat. I don't yeah. care, you know. But like these people aren't that smart. Like they, they think they are, but they they're not realism. They they don't live in a real world. They they think somehow that well we'll we'll control the money supply, maybe for a little while, but eventually economics happen for you know like economics is its own animal it, it it's a living breathing thing that breathes in and breathes out and and it has a whole uh uh life unto itself and if you screw with it you tend to make it angry and if you just let it like we can have bad things happen like like you know you could have a famine let's say because the crops don't grow right and that would affect the economy but the economy will naturally heal itself. But when you start to put band-aids and, and try to stop gap measure things, you end up making that even worse. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing, we just had this quote unquote pandemic where we shut down all the world's economies. And now we're trying to put this massive band-aid on this by just pumping money into the system. And the people that are supposed to be the smartest aren't realizing that you're just making it worse. If you just opened up the economies and let it start to heal itself, you would have a much shorter damaged period. But instead, you're making it worse by by increasing the money supply, which hasn't, so that means that like salaries and everything else aren't going to catch up to it, which means prices are going to go up, but my, the money in my pocket isn't going to go up. Like this is, this is these, it's, 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 it's being run by crazy people. It's insane. It is. It's being, yes. I 100% agree with you. I've been doing a lot of basically reading on, you know, the, the markets recently too. And, uh, in the US, right? Because you guys control basically the main money, right? So I do a lot of reading onto how your money is reacting. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. You got your reverse repo rates, which is where the banks basically give out a whole bunch of money. And so they have basically, you're, like you said, they're printing out so much money. And the main banks basically have so much money that they have to give it out. And the other banks don't have money, so they got to request money. And reverse repo rates are like through the roof basically in the last, you know, I don't know, a few months. Um, back when, like, say, the crash in 2008, uh, I, you had a reverse repo rate somewhere in the 30 billions, 40 billions. And, like, last, I think, in June, we had a reverse repo rate of something where $991 billion between, like, 70 banks, which is insane. Like, the money just keeps yeah. going up and up and up. It, it does not. Yeah, stop. Australia. Australia's bank just issued a bond, like a seven-year bond, with a negative 1% interest rate. That's what we've been waiting JP for. Morgan's, JP Morgan's stopping uh, financial lending now, too. So, I don't know if yeah, that's real okay, so. Yeah, okay, so. I mean, like, so my point is, is they can't hold this tide back for too much longer. And CBDCs are just going to give them, it's not going to stem that tide at all. So people will maybe accept them and use them, but they're going to find that it's the same exact problem. And, and the smart people, you know, like the three of us, we're going to be looking for alternatives to put our money somewhere. So to, to that where point, do we put it? To that point, though. Yeah. Uh, and like Jeff has said, am I in an echo chamber? And I believe that honestly, I think we are in an echo chamber. Uh, look at again, look at after 2008 crash. How many people actually cared? You know what I mean? I know, How many people, they the just went about their I life care. exactly like nothing happened. The, the financial people, market completely went down the toilet. But why didn't they care? Why? Because so, no, everyone just doesn't care. Don't care. They don't care. No, 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 no. Guys, you're missing the big point here. The United States printed like $4 trillion to get us out of that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they pumped everybody up. You can't keep doing, and, and, and 
since since 2008, every time there's been even the inkling of a crisis, a crisis, what's happened? They they fire up the money printer. Yeah. You know, so you can't keep doing that. It just won't work. I think that this is something I'm struggling with. Like, uh, why why not? You know, people, this is what we're saying is like, people are dumb. People just aren't paying attention. They really and are. yeah, we like, I didn't know shit about the financial world at all six months ago. And like you said, you go out, we are still so early. So what happens first? Are more people going to get screwed out from hyperinflation, but just not notice it because they're brain dead? Or are people going to notice things are going wrong and actually start to adopt Bitcoin? This well, is the struggle, something I'm, I'm fighting with this because I'm hoping. Here is, here's the answer to that. Okay. Honestly, just look at history. Look at what, what, look at what has happened historically. It is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. It is ab- it's happened to Rome, you know, and, and I mean, how far have you gotten into uh, um, Bitcoin standard? Uh, Bitcoin standard. I was right? reading it last night, dude. I've, there you go. I'm struggling though. Yeah, it's tough. It's I've... a good. It's a good read. Have you read it, Chris? By the way, no. I've uh, was going to pick it up. Yeah, I have it on my Amazon absolutely. shopping list right now. That would be my. So one of the things he talks about, he talks about the fall of Rome. The yeah. fall of Rome essentially happened because of bad monetary policy. Yeah. And yes, it lasted a long time, a lot longer than it should. It had any right to. Right. Because it was funding wars that it couldn't fund. It was skimming. It was, uh, you know, it was clipping coins and the whole thing. But eventually it collapsed. And then what surfaced? Sound money in Florence with the Florin. Right. And then you had this literally you had the Renaissance period. Right. It's it's a it's a great read. It's a it's a it's an eye opening read. But the point is, is we as humans cannot escape the reality of economics. I don't care what we do. It cannot be. It is an immutable I, fact. I, I think the Greek had a word for it. Aurorbus, the snake that eats itself. It's a system Ourobo- that destroys or, yeah, the Ouroboros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ouroboros. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, yeah, that's not, that's not entirely inaccurate. At a certain point, you know, it just, the system will, it, if you, if you try to micromanage this, this system called economics, you will ultimately fail. It cannot be done because you cannot, as an individual or even as a group of people, figure out every facet of an economy and micromanage it. It's not doable. And, and honestly, they're not even trying to do that, right? They're just printing a shit ton of money. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just living the their best. good life. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they're, they're banking on that cantillion effect where they're all getting massive bank. You know, you have these. So in 2008, we had all these banks failing and then we pump a shit ton of money. And guess what happens? These fucking, these, these CEOs and everybody else, they're giving themselves raises and bonuses. Oh, and you know? they, they also bought up all the things that died around that time too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we're so seeing that richer. now with like BlackRock and everything. Like yeah. the system cannot, it cannot go on forever. Now, I don't know when that ends, but I do Man. know it ends badly for mm-hmm. the most part. And I it agree. definitely ends in the loss of the, of the, the nation state that's con- committing the crime, which I consider it a crime because you're stealing people's wealth I, and life. life so you think we're going to see the fall of the United States and you're pretty sure that's coming uh, and all, all countries. I think, I think in my lifetime, I will see the end of the United States yeah. as it currently resides. Yes. I agree. I, with I really that. do. I agree that I think even in our lifetime, we're going to see a shift of world reserve currency too. I don't think that the U.S. is going to be able to keep this up for too, too long. And I believe, I don't want to, I don't want, it's a scary future, but I do believe China's clipping at that, uh, you know, clipping on that one. But even, even they can't, they can't maintain that either. Oh no, it's not supposed to be. 
that's the point of the world reserve currency either though you're not supposed to be on top forever eventually you're gonna fail and that's right. again because of like you said just look at history it's happened always and always and always whoever's been running their currency the longest always fails rome failed right. u.s eventually every, even britain, fiat, britain failed too right? right every fiat currency has failed everyone yeah. so the only the only alternative is a currency that i mean it could be fiat technically right uh bitcoin could be the world reserve currency but it's a sound currency that cannot be fucked with so i agree if they're smart if these if these wizards are smart at the top of the food chain as it were if they were really the smart people what they'd be doing right now and i'm gonna like you know if janet yellen if you're listening here's what you do sweetie Mm -hmm. let me tell you you print the fuck out of the u.s dollar for the next five years and you use every dollar of that to buy Bitcoin right now. And then you turn around and you make the US dollar, uh, you tie that to the Bitcoin again. Like that becomes your gold standard. If you do that, you can save America. That's actually Just, not a terrible idea. That's that's the free advice I got right now because- it's not only save uh, America, like they get to stay in power too because yeah, they right. actually hold the that's, most right. money. I think that's also the biggest thing too is the power part though. And that's why I don't believe that Bitcoin will be a world reserve currency because no one can control it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we're, uh, you know, we're manipulative people. Someone has to be controlling something. Someone has to be pulling those strings. You know, that's my opinion, but I've heard- I think, yeah, I think, see, Chris, you're kind of a negative thinker like me. It's just there's always going to be somebody trying to shut it down or people in power that are doing really evil things to it's try the, and It's the lack of control. Bitcoin. And even look at the FUD I mean, that you see FUD, out there, too. Yeah. Look at the FUD. It's, it's insane. The FUD. It's not So what's going to win? Is the FUD going Bitcoin will always exist. It's just a matter of how many people will be quote-unquote saved from Bitcoin. I, I like people that just get fall into the wayside because they didn't know well i think it was on your last episode that i think doug talked about it if uh, you know africa or one of those other like poorer countries ended up picking up uh bitcoin as their standard you know it would help drive this thing and that you know early faster adoption is better for bitcoin than later adoption and i, think, I do agree with yeah that. i think I that's yeah getting on this uh you know train faster is way better for making this go and being you know i can see it being adopted better like that if we we're doing you know going faster with it right i don't even think it needs to be faster i just need think it needs to be quick because of the situation all the currencies are in like if bitcoin came around 20 years ago yeah the financial system was on its way to being kind of screwed but it wasn't immediate like oh everything's about to fall apart right now we're in a phase where it's like it's about to fall apart like really soon. Everybody can kind of be like, everything's getting really shitty really quick. So the reason it's and 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 just to, to kind of like piggyback on that, the reason it's falling apart so quickly is because they don't have any more tricks. Yeah. They can't lower right. interest rates anymore. The only trick they have at this point is to just inject more liquidity. They just can print more money. Yeah, That's the, the only end. thing they can do. That's the only thing they know how to do yeah. at this point. You know, they and because <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it, so and the alternative, right, is okay, so let's just say some adults finally get in charge, right? After what's it like I don't know, sixteen almost two almost two decades. Yeah. We'll finally get some adults back in charge, right? And and they say, Okay, no, we're we're gonna raise interest rates, we're gonna stop the printing, and it's gonna hurt. Right. And and uh, it's going to hurt for a while, but then it will level out again. And then we'll then we'll be good. We'll be solid. We'll be on solid ground again. They'll be run out of they'll be run out of town on a rail. 
like the bankers will literally just start slitting throats. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like their their gravy train is rolling right now, baby, and they don't want that to change. Like, look at the stock market. There are no fundamentals that are that are propping up the stock market right now. It's literally just because people keep printing money and people are just throwing money at the stock market because they don't know what else to do with it. Quite honestly, yeah. and it's like that. it's the end. If you end of same with uh, that's when like one of the uh, theories I read was that the reverse repo market is keeping up the stock market, and you can kind of see some of those like things when you look at the indexes around uh, 10 and 11 o'clock you'll see it always dipping and then i think the request for the reverse repo comes in and then all of a sudden from after 11 o'clock it usually skyrockets and you can see that across like a lot of the indexes and it may have just been you know one or twice but i've seen it a lot happening based on the times yeah one thing i wanted to say about that is and what we kind of were chatting about is why it's so important to not really care about the price of bitcoin which I came to a realization with, and you did too, even though we talked about it at the end of the show. But the reason that the price doesn't matter is that even if Bitcoin gets to a million dollars or $10 million and when it does, if you get excited about that, it's not going to matter because what a million dollars buys you is not going to be anything spectacular. You know what I mean? Like we're going to see the price appreciate in us dollar terms but at the same time as the price appreciating so too is just the the uh inflation of everything else around you so you're seeing it with houses right now like people yep. that value their houses they're like oh my house is worth five hundred thousand dollars oh my work my house is worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars yeah but if you sell that house you take your five hundred thousand dollars what can you buy with it well, you can buy a house as good or shittier than the one you have now. So what you should value is the fact that you have a house or you should value what you have is Bitcoin because what you want is that for what you can trade it for in the future. Not so much that you can trade it back to dollars or what it's worth in the dollar amount because eventually it's going to be, you're not going to be able to use dollars anywhere you go. <laughs> People just won't take them once it gets to that. Well, point. there's that. And then, and then again, by in terms of like, retaining your wealth right i saw i saw somebody post on twitter today they were talking like five years ago no it wasn't even five years ago it was what was it like maybe three years ago they priced out a house basically in bitcoin and so like three years ago you yeah. could buy a house for like 30 bitcoin yeah and then like last year at towards the end of the year you could buy a house for 10 bitcoin hmm. you know so uh so let's say you only have 10 bitcoin well, now you're, you know, you've retained the value enough to the point where you could buy a house with your value. And that's my big thing, you know, and that's what, that's what I'm trying to, trying to impress to our guest here tonight is that, you know, your time, your life energy is worth something. And if you put it into anything else, you're kind of just gambling with your life energy mm -hmm. and, oh. and go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I agree with that. I, uh, Again, this goes back to also I do like gambling, so I don't mind gambling a little bit on the side. But I've uh, just so you know, I am DCAing on Bitcoin, and I, I definitely am investing my uh, energy and time into Bitcoin. And I I do understand the value of parking my money somewhere where it will gain you know high returns and everything else. And eventually, yes, just retain, the else retain its value. Yeah, retain its value. Retain right, its value. It, it basically does that better than yeah anything else that's out there right now. Right. I do understand that 100%. Yeah, and you understand that I'm not yelling at you per se. What I, I, I see, here's what I see. All right, this is this is my mental image, right? Jeff and I have found the lifeboat, and you're still out in the water, and the Titanic is sinking out in the horizon. 
and and like we're trying to throw a life raft to you and like you're, you're trying to paddle to us but it's cold water it's cold water it's hard to move forward and we get that but we just want you to grab the fucking life raft <laughs> and just pull you in okay that's that's what we're trying to do here man it's not that i think you're going in the wrong direction you're not swimming towards the titanic you're still swimming towards us i see that but i just want you to like fully commit to it man and dca is a great way to do that because honestly mm -hmm. i love the set it and forget it mentality of dca that has taken so much worry off of my shoulders you know because you do you, you like especially if you're still kind of trying like if you're still stuck in that fiat world mm -hmm. you know it definitely takes that off jeff are you dca yet yeah well i i mean kind of i basically see i want to ask you this what i do is i get my paycheck at the end of the week i mm -hmm put what I need away for rent. I don't know if I should say this on this show, what I do, but yeah, I put what I need away for rent and then I put what I need away for food for the week. And then the rest of it, I put into, put into Bitcoin cause that's where I save it. Right. That's so fair. it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. I just, everything else goes into my Bitcoin account and then that's, that's all I do. So when I say I'm like all in on Bitcoin, I'm, I'm all in. So Doug, are you that aggressive with it as I am? Cause it sounds like you are, but I didn't know that you were that that deeply committed to be honest are, oh i are, dca every week absolutely okay but you uh, you must still have do you still have like emergency funds and stuff like that mm, you don't have to share this maybe this is too personal no i i mean i kind of don't actually like i i think everybody should probably in good conscience and this is just like probably me holding on to the fiat ways a little too much is that uh, i think everyone should be able to handle a one thousand dollar emergency like no matter what it is, I think you should have, cause a thousand dollars, cause here's the thing. I don't want to sell my Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to have to have like a tire blowout on the minivan and, and I have to sell my Bitcoin to, to, to fix it. Right. But in terms of, do I, do I kind of put the last remaining scraps that I have? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't see any reason to, um, I think I've told you this. I, I, I have actually cashed in, you know, um, retirement accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. That mm -hmm. were in the make, stock market yeah. and I put them into Bitcoin. It, so, made, it just makes sense to put it into Bitcoin. So absolutely. That, that's one thing I've been, the way you have this emergency fund, I kind of take it like, I guess maybe I'm less, I look at that as my, my Bitcoin account as my emergency fund. So I'm not as, right. I've never had to sell any Bitcoin, but if an emergency came up, Right. I wouldn't feel in pain to sell some. I would just be like, no, well, this no, is I what suppose it's not. For. It's just, but like, you know how it is. Like, oh, I don't ever, I just don't want to have to deal with that. Like I, I would rather just have it because like you I said, have like a thousand bucks. I, you know what? I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just, for, just as an emergency yeah. backstop, you know, people still use and, cash. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> people still people use cash, right? <laughs> they do. They see, do. Exactly. Yeah. This is where I start to think, am I too, am I crazy? Am I too deep into it? I, like, should I have? Yeah, that's the thing. We're still in the fiat world, right? So you still need to take precautions for fiat emergencies and also fiat opportunities as well. Like the stock market does present opportunities that could present you with more fiat, which you could then, you know, invest into Bitcoin, right? If you're into the gambling. Yeah, if you're into the gambling. And that's where, you know. I gamble a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. That's for me, I, for me, I've never done that, so it's not really like a, it's never been a priority, yeah. you know. Uh, but I will tell you, there has been, I mean, shit. It just happened this weekend. You know, we uh, 
uh, this week, last, last week, actually, we, I had to go over and I had to like work on this shop and, 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 uh, like fix it up and get it ready for, for, you know, everything. And the kids, God, the kids kept opening and closing the door because we brought them with, cause we didn't, you know, obviously we had them with us or whatever. So they kept running in and out of the car and opening the door and closing the door and they kept turning on the lights and, you know, and I wasn't paying attention because I'm working, you know, I'm like cutting and, and painting and the whole thing. And we get to the end of the day and we're exhausted and I go to start the van and the fucking thing won't start. Ugh. Right. It's an old, it's an old battery and I know it's an old battery, but I'm like milking it for all it's worth. But the kids just like, they kept the dome light on too long or they were, I don't know mm. what the fuck they were doing, but you know, they're, they're, you know, they're kids, whatever. And it was that moment where I was like, I might have to tap into the emergency fund to buy a new battery. But fortunately what ended up happening was, you know, my, my neighbor to the way there came, he pulled his car around, he jumped me and it was fine. But I, that, that battery is going to die soon. I know it's going to die soon. You know, and, and I want to be prepared for it. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to sock some Fiat away and, you know, it is what it is. It's a good idea. But I don't want to, because I don't want to have to, you know, because I know this is going to happen, but I don't want to sell my, my fucking Bitcoin for that. You know, like that seems That's extreme. You know what actually Bitcoin helps me with? Because I tried, this is my own issue, but I tried to have like a savings little emergency cash. And I would always find little emergencies that I needed to spend it on because I was just addicted to spending money because I was sad. So you just spend it on shit. It's like, oh, yeah, we've saved up, you know, 500 bucks. Oh, I, I guess we're going to need to buy a PS whatever the hell, you know what I mean? And then we'll work on this emergency fund later. So Bitcoin, having it in my Bitcoin account, it's helped me not spend it, I guess. So it that's is a like good bank another, account. Yeah, it's just like it makes it easier to know where everything is i guess except for when someone tells me 100k by may and i dump my money in it and then watch it disappear a little bit later yeah, I, was, I was pretty obnoxious there that's fine just hold on buddy yeah i was saying, disappear i was saying it was going to be 100k by 11 may the day before my birthday and it was a new moon so it should have i should have hit it yeah i actually dropped like i'll, I'll say i dropped i thought it was a thousand dollars on that and i watched 500 disappear within like a week well, hopefully you, you haven't you touched it. So long you? as you haven't touched Pardon? it, it's all good. Yeah. No, no, I didn't, didn't sell, sell it. Of course right? not. No, I, I have diamond hands. Don't okay. worry. All right. Good. All right. Diamond hands all diamond day. Diamond hands. I haven't heard that in a month, man. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's been uh, faded away. It'll come back soon. Yeah. Well, diamond hands was more for the whole. Uh, it was for everybody uh, else. Yeah. GameStop I think it started with. Did it not? Oh yeah, maybe it started with. GameStop. It started on Wall Street bets for like you know right. their crappy bets they were making on other stocks. <laughs> then finally one hit well again that was one of those things where it, i mean honestly you know the gamestop thing it was essentially a fiat rug pull right like oh yeah they they all decided they were going to go in you know they they all talked each other into it and then somebody rug pulled on that shit no. somebody oh, pulled yeah, the, plug. the government 100 they uh robin hood didn't help at all robin hood stopped trading and then citadel basically told robin hood to stop trading which then created and they also had a on the stock market when the stock starts raising too much, it'll trigger a stop halt for like five yeah. minutes. So that coupled with the fact that they, people weren't able to buy and sell it created that downward uh, trend, basically. And then after they that, freaked out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, there's still speculation whether or not those shorts have been covered or not, right? 
Yeah, yeah. still a story in the making, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's it's pretty amazing. Like if you look at any of the uh, a lot of the big banks won't even talk about GameStop anymore. It's like they're trying to bury this stuff. Oh yeah, well they, they you know they, their little uh, world got shattered there. You mm-hmm. know, so it was interesting. So I figured I remembered the name. The name is simply Bitcoin. And for everybody listening, if you don't oh, yeah. watch Simply Bitcoin, you need to fucking watch Simply Bitcoin. Great, great couple of guys. I would love to do like a duo cast with them because they're just they seem it's like good really name, man. Cool it's one of it was one of the names that I debated on. I was like, Dude, oh, I don't it's care taken. about the name. I know it's a quality product. They put know, out a quality a product. Name. But one of the things that uh, I respect the one guy name, said. That's all I'm saying. I forget which one said it, but uh, he talks about if you hold if you, if you're a hodler and you hodle through a four year cycle. Because he's a believer in the four-year cycle thing. Mm. No one has he he said no one has ever lost money if they've held through a four-year cycle. Yeah. So I guess my my advice to you, Chris, <coughs> is you hold through that four-year cycle, and that thousand, you, you're going to get money back on it. It's it's a hundred percent. It's it's a lock. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was looking at the uh the prices like i was looking at the graph or whatever too and like over the last five yeah. years it's only been green, right? Even over the last right. ten years, it's only been going up. So, hey, yeah. let me ask That's you a question cool. totally unrelated, Jeff, because I saw this on one of your tweets recently, I think. Uh-oh. What does NGMI mean? <laughs> oh, man, we should play one of our... We haven't done a game in a while. NGMI is great. NGMI stands for not going to make it. <laughs> okay okay all right all right it took me forever to understand what ngu was right and then i'm like so what is ngmi is that number goes up minus interest or something like what's ngu number goes up number goes up that's that means it's the technology embedded in bitcoin so that it makes the number go up the ngu technology never fails <laughs> way to only simplify moons, except for on may except for on may yeah yeah <laughs> only for, moons <laughs> yeah except for when you need to go 100k by may that fails <laughs> yeah don't worry next may never never yeah, no, that's right. what you meant 2020 right no have you guys seen the overlays have you seen the uh the the havenings overlays yeah man the like yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at. we're is... actually poised we're like right on the cusp man it's weird because everybody's like oh it looks like 2013 oh it looks like 2017 i'm like yeah, yeah it right looks, looks like 2021 <laughs> it's doing its own no thing. i mean it, it, they they actually i i think i i still think we're on track for six figures oh I, yeah i i think so too i think we'll see so it. Yeah, i'm so doubtful would... at times but i'm definitely all for it <laughs> of course yeah but again you gotta understand you, you know what you're you're what you're getting is not like if you think you're getting USD or or whatever, you know, you're missing the boat. What you're doing is you're you're getting increased value. Yes, increased and that's value. the that's the big excuse me, that's the big thing is that you know, your bitcoin is going to be worth more, not because it's going to be worth more dollars, but it's going to be worth you doing more with it. You can live life better with it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's the big thing. So I'm I'm excited for the future. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just like a Jeff. You're, but you're, with more you're clothes. very positive. It's good. I've I've been pretty negative all week, and I've been stressed out. And you're reminding me that maybe everything will be okay. No, dude. You just uh, you just got to go back to those fundamentals, man. That's that's really what I it know, comes down but to. I agree that Bitcoin's gonna take off, but it's just a matter of how like how many people are oh, I know. Get left behind. I yeah. I think yeah, that's but the you key, just gotta yeah. right. Well, is it? I don't know. How many well, who people? Cares, who cares? Get who gets left behind? Really? Oh, here, Chris. Let me ask you this question then: Have you talked to anybody 
in your life about Bitcoin yet? Have you gone and <laughs> or no? Or is yes. this still yes? Okay. So you've turned me into a bit of a maniac now too. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the Bitcoin guy now, talking about Excellent. Bitcoin, trying to you know orange full people into you know getting it. Uh, I actually talked to my VP at my company as well, uh, trying to see if I can't get no my shit phone. really. Yeah, I talked nice. to my VP and I wanted to get my uh, bonuses in uh, BTC now. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted that's to, pretty sexy. Yeah. I wanted to see if they, they, well, first off, I wanted to see how it would work. If I, A, could get a portion of my paycheck paid out in Bitcoin and B, if I could get my bonuses paid out in Bitcoin and if that was even possible. Right. And, uh, we had a nice chat. We talked about it. He's a very old school investor, right? You know, put your money in, wait 15 years, see how it goes up. So, I mean, Bitcoin would be good for him, but, uh, Basically, yeah, he, the end of the argument came down to what's the difference of you taking your paycheck and just putting it all into Bitcoin versus us doing it as a company. And I'm like, that's, I guess, fair because the company doesn't mine Bitcoin or hold Bitcoin, right? So for them to be able to transfer to me would be, I guess, difficult. And also taxes-wise would be probably a nightmare. Yeah, but, it, gets, it gets weird. Well, it would only be a nightmare for him, yeah. to be fair. And that's what they basically said is like, basically what yeah. you're asking is the company assumes the risk and you get the reward and i'm like okay that's pretty fair <laughs> and that's exactly what i want of course but right 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 no yeah i know I've but been... you, you at least had a discussion yeah it was a good it was that's... a good talk, conversation he uh he warned me to be careful and that uh you know the volatility is wild and that you know because he doesn't oh he doesn't you would have loved it you would have loved it we should get him on the show <laughs> it's just, you'll see people have the same questions over and over again right. but you forget them and then somebody hits you with it it's like Ugh, okay yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> so yeah, it depends. Like, okay so. <laughs> and uh i've gotten to talk to a few other people like friends uh you know and i'm trying to get some co-workers in oh i got one co-worker i talked him up and now he's got a bitcoin rig going he's mining satoshis now nice yeah, nice yeah. there you go all right so see you're you're out it there you're good. doing it yeah, you're doing I'm, the work no i'm doing the work the bitcoins work <laughs> good i'm proud of you man Nakamoto's yeah, wish. Yeah, Satoshi's, uh, you know, Satoshi's wish. S- Satoshi's acolyte. <laughs> Satoshi's yeah. wish. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> Fulfilling Satoshi's wish. That's what we do here on the Wide right. Bitcoin Podcast. It's funny because I did call Jeff a, a, when we were having our little argument there and I saw him to get off his high horse. I was calling him a Bitcoin zealot. And then I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm like, damn it. It's <laughs> <laughs> what happens. It's what happens. It's yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Once you, yeah, once you kind of get shown the truth, you know, it's it's really hard to turn away from it, honestly. I think, like, yeah, you end up saying something really mean online. You're like, I don't know why people, all these Bitcoin max are so toxic. And then you realize your tweet is just the brutest thing you've ever said. <laughs> but you don't know that it's mean until you're like, oh, I guess I'm an asshole. Oh, shit. I guess I'm a maxi. Yeah. By the by the by the way, in terms of uh, toxicity, I I'm gonna just plug again. Uh, my my article should be coming out this month. I'm oh, nice. excited. Nice. nice. Where, where can so, I find that? Uh, it's gonna be in uh, the Citadel Twenty One magazine. Okay. So, I did a revamp on it. I was a little more uh, pointed in my. Uh, what, what would you say? Approach. My attack on on. Uh, on shit coiners i was a little more pointed i re- i kind of did a rewrite on the end so nice. i'm really excited to see it come out man oh, cool. I'm excited about I, I for, well so. i didn't forget i remembered about it but that was a while back so i guess it's been a, a process to get it into the well i mean he does you know he does it like quarterly it's a quarterly oh, okay. magazine okay. so makes sense so this was the yeah this is the july episode or uh what is it july issue yeah. so right on congratulations yeah. but I, I did talk about that idea of like 
you, you kind of, you know, you, <laughs> you, you start off and you're like, God, these maxis, they're such assholes. I know. And then, and then you get so to the point where you're like, oh shit, I'm a maxi. I'm the asshole. Oh man. So, makes, but then you understand, you start to understand why it's so important. Yeah. You know? So it makes me feel good sure. to know that Chris is <laughs> taking on. Yeah. No, it's good. Role. It's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that feels better. Than, maybe that feels better than actually getting somebody to uh, get Bitcoin is to get somebody to be that obnoxious person. <laughs> I got people wrong. rolling their eyes when I talked out, like, oh, God, please shut up. Like, <laughs> right? Like, like, because you know, every time you call somebody, it's like, you know, they're thinking, oh, I hope he doesn't bring up Bitcoin. Please don't bring it up. Please don't bring it up. Hey, have you heard of Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it sucks, but it feels so good at the same time. Oh, it's funny. I mean, uh, right that's the way it's got to work, though. It's yeah. Just, I mean, got to spread the word, right? It is. Yeah. Right on. So, okay. Any more? Do you have any more questions for my buddy Chris, Doug? No, man. This has been enjoyable, man. We got to have him back on here. I think. Uh, I think we should probably target him for like November if he's up for it, because I want to see. I would like to see if. Uh, is if the pattern holds you know that like we just talked about with the happening and stuff like that the pattern mm-hmm. and if it does i would like to see what he has kind of read and learned you know yeah. i, I want i well here's what i want i want chris to come back and i want him to be like the guru right i want him to sherpa us into even further depths of the rabbit hole you know Ooh, what yeah, i mean man there's so many okay. different ways to go yeah, there really is. There's a, there's a lot that that. Uh... Well, Chris knows so much shit about computers. Chris, you could really get yeah. the ins and outs of how the tech works, man. I, I've yeah. been looking yeah. up. Uh, yeah, I've been looking it up recently. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Doug. If you don't know, we went to school together for game programming, like computer programming. Oh, programming. I didn't. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> you didn't do oh, it. Okay. I, didn't. <laughs> I went and like day one, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so in over my head. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, you're not very tech savvy. You know like, what I, I do for the first semester. Now, so. <laughs> You're the, you're the type of guy that like his clock is always blinking 12. Like that's, that's, I try. I used to know, man. I used to know stuff. But it Let's throw Bitcoin at it. It'll fix it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin fixes this. Exactly. You got to learn, man. It's br- yeah. yeah. Tech, so, tech moves. So, so all right. So, so Chris, we'll have you back on the show. You're, you're good for that? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we, we get everybody to commit to at least one more episode. So yeah, that's, that that's what we're going to do. So we'll have you come back here or it's Christmas time or something like that. And. You know, we'll see. We'll see what you've learned and and uh, see how you've progressed in your uh, your Bitcoin journey here. Yeah, so sounds great. I want to. I want to get you to stop thinking about fiat, man. That's that's the big that's thing. Once rough. you once you break that barrier, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna feel so much freer, dude. I tell you right now, because that it and and it's not. Again, we we've talked about this. You've heard us talk about it. It's not your fault. It's not, it's just how the system was built. It was built to make you want to kind of like trap you into this thinking, you know, this, this mode of thinking about fiat. And, uh, once you break free of that, man, the whole, the whole game really does kind of change. Like it's, I don't know how it's, it's, um, it's kind of like being underwater and then you finally kind of like break out and you get to take a nice deep breath. You know what I mean? It's, it's really different. So it's good. I don't. I really couldn't give a shit what the price is right now. I just know I'm going to buy some every week with my DCA. Mm-hmm. I don't care 
if it goes up or if it goes down, I watch the FUD, it rolls right off my back. I could give two shits about China. I could give a shit about the, uh, the mining council or anything because I know that I hold the hardest currency that has ever been known to man. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a very freeing, freeing moment, you know, when you just stop caring. So what, what's that line from, um, uh, was that fight club? It's like only when you've lost everything is when you're truly free or something like that. It's like when you, when you finally lose fiat, that's when you're truly free, you sure. know? So, good saying. I yeah. like it. I like it. So anyways, yeah. that was, that was my non sequitur, but well, it just matters. What it, else we have, Jeff? Uh, okay. I think, yeah, I think we nailed all the points. Okay. Where, well, I guess I'll leave a pause here. Why Bitcoin presents your weekly price check. It's this week's weekly price check. <laughs> <laughs> did I do that? You did it perfect. It. <laughs> it's going to be so seamless when I edit this. It's going to be great. Okay, perfect. Uh, to new listeners and old listeners alike, every week, Doug and I and our guest make a guess on what the price of Bitcoin is going to be the following week. This is the beginning of season two, and we're going to put some sats on the line because gambling never dies. Yeah. <laughs> never yeah. dies. All right. Okay. So what are, we, what are we going to do here? We've contradicted ourselves so much. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know, man. Let's make it something real. Like All right. 100,000 sats? Mm, wow. Ooh. Wow. All right. Uh, for reference, it's like 50 bucks right now, I think. Not even. Okay. All right. All right. I'm down for that. Uh, Hundred thousand sats on the line. Uh, so this season is going to be uh, at least twenty-four episodes, right? Because mm-hmm. that was what last season was. Yeah, man, we did it. All right, all right. Skin of the game. Skin. Now, what are we going to do for guests? Like, how do we? Uh, maybe... I guess we. Could... All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if they want to, they could. They'll be like a side bet, maybe yeah. like in poker. Side oh, lines. and then we can bet high or low of what... No, that wouldn't work. Well, like, if they... If so... Oh, we can... If okay, they, no, 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 no. This is what we can do. All right. We can choose to throw our number away for the guest's number if we want. Okay, that's one option. Or the second option is, if they win this week, we have to, we have to strike them, what, like 500 sets? Oh, or or we just add more money to our pot. Like if the yeah, guest yeah, that's win, a good idea. They lose. Then like if we both lose, so we both have to instead of a hundred thousand, it's now a hundred and ten thousand. All right. Huh? All right. Let's uh, let's. Add, hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hundred thousand sets. Yeah. No. You you definitely. We're I was thinking king. like. I was like five thousand sets, and you're like a hundred thousand sets. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's like thirty. Weren't you bucks. Just, who was just telling me like you're not going to give away a sat for less than a million? Like that's oh, the that's sat a, between friends is different. Though. Oh, I see. The gamble right. came okay. back hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. We want to we want to keep it exciting. I don't know, man. Okay, so okay. all right, we'll keep it okay, exciting. So, so if I win, I get a point. If you win, you get a point. If the guest wins that week, then we both add an extra five thousand sats to our final pot and maybe all right or and then i don't know we can like have fun with it and make a giveaway or something i don't know at the end of the season 
Well, Maybe. Okay. All right. Okay. That, all right. That's a good system. All right. You on board with that? So, Chris, you better get it fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. We have to win, right? Oh, God. We're on each other's right. team, sort of, now. Yeah. Like, like, just don't lose against the other guy. That's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to pull it up right now. So, so we're not even going to really worry about last week because it doesn't, uh, we didn't have these rules in place. Like, well, just stop okay. saying what see, it was. See who won. Oh, yeah, fine, 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 whatever. All right, so last last week, Jeff was at 35, 722, 86, and I was at 33, 500 even. And as of right now, I have... No, I don't want to enjoy this currency later. Sorry, it's asking me to, like, rate this app. Uh I have 32,384.07. So I would have won. That would have been a tally for me. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, we're going to start over again here. Man. All right. Oh, then, yeah. Hold on. All right. Now, Chris, we generally take about 30 seconds. Okay. You've heard the show before. You know how this works. So, wait. Invest in cannabis stocks with just a dollar. This is the problem with fiat. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god, man, I'm getting start, an ad I'm right getting, now to invest in cannabis stocks. I'm getting a lot what of ads f- for for god different dang, investing apps duh. as well. Chris, have you downloaded Bitcoin. ShakePay yet? Yeah, actually I have ShakePay and I'm fully okay, cool. uh, on there now. You've, have yeah. you been shaking every day? I need to have a reference to get my shakes. Oh, I guess. okay. I'll get yeah. you a reference. Yeah, yeah. you got to get that rolling, man. It's, it's I'm still going through bull Bitcoin. Oh yeah, okay. ShakePay is good, man. Well, bull Bitcoin is good too. All right, 30 seconds. Let's see what we're going to be paying for a single Bitcoin next week. Now. Is that 30 seconds? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so who goes first then? I think the guest will go first on this That makes it easier. What do you think the price of one Bitcoin is going to be next week? Hmm. We'll get a little bullish here. We'll go with, uh, you know, 33,000, I don't know, 100? 33,100. Yeah, US. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. That's what we do. Nothing else. Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, I went bearish. I said mm-hmm. $31,722.42. I'm feeling negative right now. Let's idea. get some cheap stuff. And I actually end up being the total bull on this one. 33,940.76. Well, best case so. scenario, Chris has the smallest window, so we shouldn't have to add anything to the pot. Oh, uh, Jeff, what did you do to us? Oh, this is. Oh, we're going to be so, stressed out. We're both like this stressed is out. This <laughs> 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 24 right. weeks are going to suck. Oh, All right. God. Okay. Uh, uh, this is good, though. This I'd also good. like to, uh, as per our guest last week, we're going to start just throwing out what the uh, Moscow time is. That's how many stats you can get for $1. Because who knows, by the end of this season, Maybe you're going to be buying one sat for a dollar, and that's easy to, easier to understand. So right now, oh, wouldn't that be great? You can buy three thousand one hundred and forty-nine sats for one U.S. dollar. Isn't that a cool way to think about it, though? Hmm. Like, yeah, that number's been creeping up, though. Actually, well, it goes up if the price goes down. It goes down if the price goes up. 
sure. Yes, what you just said. Yes. So we want that. Price Point is, is you want that number to be smaller. You want yeah, that, exactly. That to go down. Yeah. That's that's better. Well, well, just for people listening at home, we want the sat. We want the Moscow time to go down. Well, if it's the it, more it goes down, the, the more value yeah. the Satoshi holds. But if the number is up, that means you get more sats for the dollars you get. So it's not I do, a yeah, I suppose it does depend on your perspective a little bit, but the glass is half full. Agreed. <laughs> All right, man, that does it for the show. Feeling good? Yeah. Another one, yeah. another one in the in the book. Feeling nervous as shit right now, but okay, that's <laughs> next fine. Week. All right, <laughs> we'll Christy. See. Next week big guest, big guest next big week. Big guest next week. No uh You want to give a What's it called? The no. teaser? No teasers. Uh, let's just say, let's just say he's very big in the uh, the YouTube space. Yes, he's like he he'd be the only Bitcoiner. Uh, he'd be the only YouTube channel. Well, I have two YouTube channels that I actually watch. I mentioned them both tonight, and he's one of them. Nice. So interesting, cool man. So it's it's a pretty big deal. I'm excited. I'm excited. So long as he remembers. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, the, yeah, right. Well, you'll you'll reach out. Chris, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been fun. Yeah, this has been interesting, time. you know. So I hope I hope I didn't beat you up too bad. And like I said, it's not the. Uh, wasn't trying to beat you up. I just I just want you on board the the uh, the life raft. You know what I mean? No, no, no it was great. Thank you for having me. Uh, great time, dude. Yeah, right. that was awesome. Uh, and yeah, I just want to say, if anybody is maybe this is their first time listening to this show, listen. This is a show just about chatting about Bitcoin. We don't care if you are a big YouTuber or just a random person on the street that loves Bitcoin. I want to talk to anyone and everyone. And so, yeah, man, I think it's, I think it's more fun that way. So that's what we're going to do. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. And, uh, why as always, as, as always, why ask what when you could ask why? What? Okay, cut.